All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to another episode of Tea Time. It is my watch is off five fifty six Tuesday the fifteenth twenty twenty three August. We are in the Bloomingdale Regional Library here with Matthew, uh, big dog. Yeah, what's happening? So what's uh oh, and you're sipping on a little Fanta there, of I'm course, sipping on a little yeah. Pellier. Um, but yeah, so anyways, there was a rape. <laughs> oh yeah, so uh, I guess uh, for those that are listening, um, Bloomingdale Public Library has uh, a little bit of like a tainted history to it, uh, where I think it was a young Korean American woman was outside of the uh, library and was uh, brutally raped by like a 16 year old male or something like that, and uh, the community like fully uh, wrapped her arms around her and like really helped her out and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, Furthermore, I think it's actually something that allowed for these like rooms to actually like kind of like manifest and like get the funding for mm. because they want to make it a safer uh, place and avenue. But I mean, she's like pretty injured. Like uh, I think he uh, paralyzed her as oh well my as goodness. yeah, like uh, hurt a lot of her brain capacity and stuff like that. So wow, so that must have been like violent. Just. Oh yeah, it was like um, I think he uh, bludgeoned her a couple of times over the head and stuff like that. Um, and was he just like in the parking lot or something like that? Uh, I think it was like on uh, this end of the building, so like on like the southwestern side. Mm. Um, and what essentially happened was, I, th- I think her name was Quina. Uh, and what happened to Quina was that uh, when she was like walking on the way back, I don't know if she was uh, going to the library or if she was a student from Bloomingdale High School, mm-hmm. um, but uh, he uh, jumped her, uh, dragged her out to the back where the uh, dumpsters are. And then, yeah, he like began his assault on her. Uh, and Holy it was, shit. Yeah, it was a real deal, man. Like, uh, it was a pretty like brutal event. Um, but I think he actually got off the death sentence um because yeah i mean i don't know like death for rape is kind of a it's a difficult one mm. I, I mean to get a jury to actually like vote on it is mm. like the hardest part and all it takes is one voice to actually cancel uh anything to actually get into a, a state death penalty mm. in most cases so yeah it's a it's a real little thing holy shit all right well i'm glad we're good start <laughs> nice uh <laughs> Well, okay. Anyways, <laughs> so um, so why don't you give us like um, so like what are you as a you are you are the Democratic Party officially here on Tea Time. Uh, you yeah. represent all Democrats <laughs> at home and abroad. Uh, yeah, uh, I uh, participate within the uh, East Hillsborough East Hillsborough Democratic Club. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been involved now for uh, probably going on like three months. Okay. Um, before I was uh, at FGCU's Democratic uh, Club that they had there for the young Democrats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really work out over there. Um, they had a lot of problems in terms of leadership mm-hmm. as well as like cohesiveness in a party. Uh, and they didn't really fully understand like what a role of a party is politically, mm. and um, I usually I had I had to leave, so I opted for a lot of other uh, areas of activism and the like. Right, so uh, NAACP, uh, I did stuff with uh, the Labor Council for Latin American Advancement, uh, and then I also did some uh, other stuff running my own organization, which I'm not going to name in full, mm. but the organization served as a means of uh, essentially kind of like stepping up and making the student government be held accountable mm. and for. Furthermore, acting as like a voice and unionizing our uh, RSOs, like our registered stu- uh, student organizations, like clubs and stuff like that. So, is this like a, like a hobby? Like, how did you come into this? Like, and now all your spare time? Is- yeah. So, I've always been interested in politics. I think um, for a while, I used to be a pretty big Republican. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people at my school and my family life kind of knew it. I was like an adamant Trump supporter for a while, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of it was kind of um, I don't know. I kind of like uh, voted. And was passionate about defense as well as homeless security, mm-hmm. uh, were those two things. 
And in the post 9-11 in the United States, uh, we kind of saw this like uh, trend in which the Republican Party acted as a uh, bastion of it, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I can get into that later. It's, mm-hmm. it's not true, unfortunately. Um, but uh, the reality is, is that uh, I was like really adamant about the Republican Party, but there was always something with it that was kind of missing for me, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and uh, all my politics were just fo- uh, focused on like the geopolitical as well as um, like domestic security, and it's never actually anything about like domestic economics, uh, social welfare, um, like uh, civil rights, etc. Mm-hmm. Right? So these were things that I kind of discovered when I was going to school. Um, I also listened to some uh, political commentators online. Are you familiar with Destiny? Have you ever heard of him before? No. Stephen Kenneth, but not old second. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, he's a streamer that's uh, out of um, Los Angeles. Are oh, you uh, mean the game? Uh, no, no, no. He's a streamer. Like he's a. Oh, okay. He's a I thought he was a dis- all- like he plays yeah, Destiny. It, it, it's funny because like uh, his. <laughs> I don't use Reddit. I don't like it at all. But subreddit is called uh, Destiny. I think like the streamer or something like that. Mm. Or the game is Destiny the game because of the affiliation between the two or something like mm. that. But anyway, um, you know, I was like, kind of like sliding into like farther right circles as I was like uh, growing up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really exposed to uh, a lot of stuff. I was like a big history buff, and I still am. Mm-hmm. Um, and online, you kind of get dragged into these circles of uh, people that kind of. Uh, wrap their hands around you and really like start to choke you out mm-hmm. uh, and kind of eventually uh, they start really getting you into like real deal far right stuff um, mm-hmm. starting as like little as uh, um, skepticism to immigration uh, mm-hmm. and then moving that skepticism up to something like for example uh, like rape statistics of immigrants right mm-hmm. and then after that uh, talking about the great replacement like you know like how whites are disappearing so where like were you you weren't finding this on reddit were you just finding this like on streams or did you dabble in uh, reddit I was or? like in um, some like chat rooms and stuff like that for a while so uh, you just found a chat room where you're just like online like hey what's up yeah like talking, like, uh, I was on like some blogs and stuff like that I know it's like so weird to say now because we mm-hmm. have everything like discord or mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I did a lot of it on kick actually which is like such wow. a sad thing to say yeah i mean like i'm just curious because i hear all these people like oh i'm in research i talk to these people online yeah. and i'm like i'm not like my extent of online is like youtube and spotify yeah. so it's like i'm not i don't know where to access these different things yeah so like the main line to really get into debates and political center activities on discord now um mm. discord and then uh <laughs> I forgot what the other one's called. It used to be Google Hangouts. That was like the, mm. uh, the main kind of line of things. That's what I used a lot. Um, huh. And then uh, now I think the one's called like Team Talk or something like that. Mm-hmm. Really esoteric. Uh, I don't get it. But um, uh, basically, like the way they would work is uh, if it was on a blog, it'd be through a thread uh, on like subject matter. So, mm. you know, you could talk about X, Y, Z. Uh, you also had this like uh, pervasive YouTube influence over all of this that was like getting more and more people into these chat rooms, uh, forums, mm. uh, like social media apps and stuff like that. Mm. So what would kind of happen was, um, you know, like I was watching a lot of uh, stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of like some of the creators I used to watch. I watch like layman conservative stuff like uh, Ben Shapiro and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, your basic stuff, uh, Steven Crowder. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then I started moving into like, uh, I think it was, oh man, I'm trying to remember his name. He, it's so far gone now. I think it was Eric Stryker. He was like an American neo-Nazi or something like that. Oh wow. Yeah, and I was uh, listening to some of that for a while. Granted, uh, I never really agreed with any of it. Uh, mm-hmm. That was like never my thing, but I was like a big free marketplace of ideas guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, let's hear the other side, right? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, after a while, uh, it gets old. And then furthermore, 
Um, it, it really sucks because uh, I was just like kind of interested in just like you know hearing the both sides of things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of guys that were like really committed to ideology there, right? Like mm-hmm. um, some people that become like skinheads and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and um, it was such a big issue, right? Like. Uh, but that's that, unfortunately that didn't turn me off. It took um, I watched Destiny debate a guy named John Tron. Are you familiar with him? I've, I've heard. I've watched some of his videos, but yeah. I don't know like the full extent of John Tron or so, where he came from. Yeah, so John Tron is like this. Uh, I think he's like uh, I think he's Persian American actually, which is like really, really? funny. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't he, look Persian. He's a Northern Persian, so like oh, okay. uh, more close to like the Caucasus and stuff like mm. that. You know. Um, uh, technically uh, Indo-Aryan that's like mm. the word for it uh, I, this is relevant because this is how the conversation started so um, John John made these comments about uh, race and IQ uh, related to uh, uh, sorry for like superiority uh, as well as like um are you familiar with like the bell curve is? Have you ever heard of that before? Yeah, like statistics. Yeah, bell like, curve. like standardization of IQ. Are they go, explain it for the, for the people. Uh, just yeah, so case. like um, I'm going to do it really bad justice. I think it's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Nobody's going to call you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, yeah I, I hope not. You are an expert. Yeah. Now. <laughs> uh, so like as far as I know, um, the bell curve is this uh, instrument that simply exists as like a standardization of IQ and uh, shows like average limitations uh, per population, right? So mm-hmm. your bell curve is like your uh, standard standard um if you look at like a graph you'll see this like a curve that goes up and then down with mm-hmm. like two perfect parallels going on the other side mm-hmm. on the uh, one end you have your zeros and then on the other end you have like i think uh, peak iq is like 135 or mm-hmm. uh, something high like that mm-hmm. and then uh, basically what you do is you uh, use it society by society and you show what that uh, average iq is right mm-hmm. so uh what uh, race realist uh they're, they're the people that believe in like uh, how race is like massive limiting factor mm-hmm. uh genetically to like actually allow people to do what they want um they will say like uh, well if we look at like africans for example uh or like uh, sub-saharan africans or more so i think they would point out like east africans mm. um they have like a lower bell curve right like their average is uh you know generally lower mm. and that's the reason why they commit so much crime or like the that's the reason why they're like destitute and in poverty mm. right so that's the debate of this guy and it, it didn't go too well for uh, John Tron at all. Mm. Uh, he kind of got slopping around a little bit. And um, was he I, pro bell curve? Oh or? yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like really into the. Um, how do you say it? Uh, he was really into the race realism. Like um, mm. it was like a real deal thing. So much so that uh, I think he like. I, I think he started making some like pretty hateful like convictions. Like uh, he started like saying things about like American blacks uh, and like some pretty pretty uh, poor capacities. Mm. I've never heard of this. Like it's so, like I see him now and I'm like, oh, he seems like such a yeah and soft guy. I think he rescinded it. I hope he did mm. uh, because uh, he went on like a two year hiatus after the debate uh, mm. because uh, of how like uh, thrown around he got in it. Mm-hmm. But um, the way Destiny uh, was like orating positions uh, was something that like really interested me and I was in debate in high school but um, I was really bad at it I was like kind of emotional I focused on like rhetoric a lot Mm -hmm. Uh, so rather than actually uh, doing the work because I was lazy as fuck um, yeah (laughs) Yeah, I I, I just like got in there and I embarrassed myself a lot there's like a time where I just cried it was just an absolute mess dude Mm -hmm. yeah but (laughs) um, I started watching his content a lot and uh, it kind of like dismantled a lot of views I had of like some like elements of social conservatism like I was like a skeptic of like a lot of LGBT stuff for a while mm-hmm. um, especially trans stuff mm-hmm. uh, and now I'm like you know I don't really care about it it's not like a mm-hmm. main itinerary item 
but like you know i do like fight for the right to exist and mm. uh, to be medicated is like the the two things i believe in for these mm. people so he was like kind of like a big influence on me and stuff like that um and his like later content where he started like really pushing these guys around it kind of showed them as these people that really don't want to actually engage in the marketplace of ideas at all right mm. like um think of it as a uh, like a one-way form of communication where you have two individuals that are trying to talk to each other but one has their earplugs in, right? Mm. Uh, what these groups kind of try to do is they communicate in a way where uh, they kind of step forward and they present their ideas and then they present their ideas and then you offer pushback and then they don't actually like fully engage with it, right? Mm. Uh, and when they do, even if you kind of defeat them, the purpose of what they're trying to do is to um, bring such like a low yield of trust into the society to allow for like a uh, like a far right revolution to happen or something mm. like that. Uh, how they do this is like by saying uh, whites are being replaced at significant rates. Uh, they're about to be all destroyed, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know that makes people like join these far right organizations that then really you know like tug the chain and get them into the ideology right mm -hmm. so uh, after that I kind of like really started uh, moving away from the marketplace of ideas stuff I got enough of what I wanted mm -hmm. <laughs> there and then I um, started really like embracing the Democratic Party I think um, mm -hmm. especially uh, after um, uh, the Democrats started really moderating the Progressive Caucus, uh, like AOC, Ilhan mm -hmm. Omar, uh, Rashid Tlaib, uh, like all these people. So for me, you know, like I was like really interested in it, and I really liked it a lot. So what, like, because that seems like more than a shift, just like okay, these guys are Nazis, so I'm going to believe what yeah. is, is seen as the exact opposite. I'm not sure. Like, I don't want to say that Democrats and Republicans are com yeah, yeah, completely yeah, yeah. opposed, but like. So, it seems like, you know, switching your ideas about certain yeah. things. Yeah, so, so the thing that really, like, blew me away with the Republican Party, like, the reason why I, like, uh, kind of moved away from them, because, like, keep in mind, I voted for Trump in, like, 2016, right? Like, mm -hmm. I was, like, really into him. I, was, I just graduated high school. Um, but uh, the thing that I really don't like about the Republican Party is uh, they did this thing where they acted like these people were just there to exchange ideas, all right? Mm. Uh, and they kind of played like this like subtle defense for them. Uh, not maybe of like ideological purity or like, um, you know, like they agree on the same things. Because I don't think regular conservatives or even like people like Ben Shapiro, Michael Knowles, uh, Matt Walsh, I don't think those people are like far right. I think they're like, mm. kind of like layman conservatives. But <laughs> uh, they didn't do a good enough job of disavowing them. Right. Mm -hmm. these, are, these are the guys that talk about, you know, like our, our uh, troops in Normandy, right, mm -hmm. uh, in World War II and stuff like that. Uh, and they talk about that sacrifice. And yet they, you know, they, they can't say these guys really fucking suck and uh, we mm -hmm. need to do something about it. Right. Or like yeah. we should like shun them from our society fully. They're afraid to lose the support of the Nazis <laughs> just for like, like for voting purposes so they don't want to like I don't want to say it's that it's more so like um, they don't appear ideologically inconsistent um, and mm. furthermore uh, what they don't want to do is that uh, they don't want to attack First Amendment stuff mm. uh, like they are just not playing ball with that whatsoever mm. uh, they believe that like um, <laughs> they believe that basically the way it should work is if there's like uh, let's say that there's like some armband wearing Nazi in the middle of a Bloomingdale Public Library, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like talking about how like the Jews need to be gassed or something like that, mm -hmm. right? Uh, they would say, all right, someone should just like try to debate him. 
mm-hmm. right? Uh, they wanted, and then they would like uh, sneer and jeer and say, like they would be like upset with you if you like said you're a fucking idiot, right? Mm-hmm. Like they'd be like, oh look, you can't defend your position, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, no, you know, I can defend my position. I probably could actually like really play ball with it, right? Mm-hmm. But I, like the, the reality is, is like uh, like I said earlier, it's like this like one way conversation. Like uh, they're not willing to actually fully communicate with you, right? They'll blow you off in the majority of cases, and it, it kind of just sucks because. Um, it makes us as like Democrats or liberals that do hold this position because there are like a lot of free speech like liberals and stuff like that. It makes us like start taking on like security policies to like kind of counteract them. So like surveil them basically. So are you like so the Nazi in the library? Would you say that he should be removed then? Yeah. So um, I think that he should be removed uh, and then uh, like kind of like by the populace. So like not necessarily the government Man. because that that introduces a lot of legal implications and political mm-hmm. implications. But um, like for example, if someone was to like go, like punch him in the face, uh, I wouldn't be there to say that's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to say. You know, you should probably be arrested, right? But mm-hmm. I think you did the right thing, and I'll, I'll possibly pay your bail, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that, that's interesting because it's, I mean, like, I would think the traditional, or my view of the Democratic Party would be like, have him arrested. Like, he is legally not allowed. Sort of like a, yeah, like a government yeah. censorship versus a populist censorship. Correct. But, like, when you say that, you know, somebody should go up and debate him, how is that different than the, like, the people coming? in that like okay maybe the people coming is more than one person rather yeah. than one guy going up and be like actually no, yeah, no, no. yeah. It, it's just like it, it doesn't really work like i said earlier right like um uh, you know i you know, you should, I, I don't like to say the word um these people are a threat to our country a lot right because i think mm. that's a little bit alarmist but what i will say is that um they're not here to uh be in the american system they're here mm. to create a new one mm-hmm. and as a result of that uh, it's kind of hard to like have any uh, empathy or sympathy for them, right? As a result of it, would you? So if there was somebody, it's the same who way for communists, by the way. I was, that's, yeah. I was just going to ask. Course. So yeah. like, because as somebody who does, I do believe in like freedom of speech. Like yeah. I would say that they have the right to be there, but everybody should walk past them and be like, oh yeah, that guy's a jackass. Yeah, like he's yeah. an idiot. Yeah. But I don't see any reason to say like, oh, he's not participating in the system. Like I think there's, should be an allowance for people to say dumb ideas. Yeah. So it's not necessarily about like um, the disposal of dumb ideas. It's more so the like, uh, <laughs> like uh, the usual ideological conspiracy behind them. Right. So like uh, far left communists, for example, are going to be people that are going to try to tell you that, Sorry. Uh, there are going to be people that are going to try to tell you the following. They're going to say, um, number one, class warfare is the number one uh, pr- uh, priority, mm-hmm. right? We need to uh, actively remove the bourgeoisie, mm-hmm. and we as the proletariat need to uh, fully take over and use a vanguard system or a people yeah. system, etc. Seize the means right? of production. Seize the means of production, you know, like the old Marx, Hegel, or sorry, Marx, Engels saying, right? Mm-hmm. So um, then they'll also say things like, for example, the United States is... Uh, this like broadly imperialist power, which you know could be true, right? Mm-hmm. Like these these groups use truths to mm-hmm. their advantage, right? And they'll say um, this is also a reason why we must like destroy this entire country and mm-hmm. like uh, completely reform the constitution, uh, like do out and kill politicians, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So uh, then when you go to talk to them, they're not there to like get their mind changed, right? Like you and I right now are having a conversation, yeah. and we could probably change each other's minds in a conversation mm-hmm. because we're willing to do it, right? This can be also said for like. 
if I'm talking to my mom, your mom, my dad, your dad, right? Mm. We're going to be people that are like, you know, civilized Americans that have the ability to do this. What these groups do is they, uh, they're there to propagate, right? Like, mm. uh, their game, name of the game is, uh, I think, inevitably to kind of like overthrow the country. Mm. Uh, and it only applies to these like far right groups and far left groups, mm. right? It's not something that applies to like regular conservatives. Like, I'd be fine, like, even if there's like a regular conservative to just being outrightly racist. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's like these people that are like politically involved with like different parties and stuff like that. Well, I don't know that it's necessarily like party exclusive. Like to me, I would say like, oh, go to a church and try and tell people there's no such thing as God. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just people aren't, you know, regardless of what specific idea they're holding on to, there are certain ideas people have that they're not going to debate. They choose to believe them and they don't care what evidence is posed in opposition. Uh, and I don't know, like dealing with that problem, if it is a problem, I think that's just like people. I, I, you know, I think most people, like I can't specifically think of an idea that I have, but like I think most people have certain ideas that they're not going to. Like say aloud or something like that. Well, no, not that they're not going to say it aloud, but they're not, like it's not up for debate. Oh, like, yeah, it's, yeah, like it's, unconditionals. Yeah, yeah, there are certain things where it's like, it, you know, Principle. it doesn't matter if yeah. you present this evidence to me. This is not, we're not yeah, going to have a conversation sure. about that. And I think that's like universal or relatively universal. Maybe not, you know, there's sure. 1%. But like, so to say that we shouldn't have these people or, you know, and I'm not exactly sure what you're saying is like a solution to the problem. Yeah, I, I don't have one. Um, mm-hmm. That's like the thing. Like the only thing, like the government stuff I usually like sponsor is like if you are like affiliated with like a fascist party or mm-hmm. like a communist party, you should probably be surveilled by the government in some mm-hmm. form or way because of the security threat that like you pose. Like, for example, I think it's in the Communist Party of the United States and their bylaws. They literally like uh, explicitly condone the socialist revolution that will happen mm-hmm. and to like overthrow the country in the United States, right? Similarly to that, of, um, it doesn't really exist anymore, but like the American Nazi Party, uh, that was, uh, it was, uh, I forgot his name, he was up in Illinois. Um, they have the same like quality, right? It was like, they would talk about loving America, but then it would also be like, by the way, we need to go into Congress and kill everybody, right? So that's when I'm like, okay, the government needs to get a little bit involved, but we can't actually arrest these people until we actually like find real deal conspiracy. See, that's where I don't know that, uh, I don't think I agree with the surveillance because of like scary ideas, if you will. Just because it's like once you allow them to use that on one person, then they can sure. use it on anybody. And I'm sure you've heard this, no, this sure, yeah. argument before for multiple things. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But it's kind of like once you give them a gun, yeah. whoever has the gun can you you know. just shoot as much as they want. Yeah. yeah. So like, and and kind of going to what you were saying, I'm not exactly sure what you meant by it earlier, but like the. Like the, how Republicans kind of use nine eleven, or I don't even know if you mentioned nine eleven. I didn't mention. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been. I, I was listening or, to a Snowden I, podcast, so I kind of might have it's yeah. in my head. No, they didn't. No, uh, it was after nine eleven. They just started being the party of security. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, like, when it comes to security, like the whole mass surveillance that's already happening. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I think that's unconstitutional. But it's like, okay, that's kind of like the tool you're proposing. It's and not that's, really actually. That's like the the sad part. Yeah. Like, it's uh, not unconstitutional. It's not unconstitutional. How is it not unconstitutional. Well, because um, the Patriot Act, for example, uh, carefully uh, litigates that within the Fourth Amendment, uh, they still have to actually get the warrant to conduct the surveillance activity, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and furthermore, um, to actually uh, like seize uh, like items uh, or serve warrants, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it just allowed for the federal government to embrace significantly more surveillance powers and had uh, federal judges get set up to streamline the processing of it getting faster. Because before, it's kind of the reason why the Department of Homeland Security was set up. Before, we had a court backlog for domestic security concerns, right? So, mm-hmm. like, uh, 
let's say like uh, I think it was like the Detroit shoe bomber um, you know try to go into a plane and uh, blow up his shoe and like blow up the plane mid sky mm. uh, to get him into the, like, the federal prosecution route as well as for the FBI to get the warrants to like um, you know surveil members of his family justifiably so right mm. uh, it took them like in like four months or something mm. like that and that allows like for these cells to like kind of like relocate and stuff like that mm. so all um, Patriot really did as far as I know um, uh, enable the government to get more funding for uh, surveillance equipment and for surveillance units. And then furthermore, after that, uh, kind of a step up and say, hey, by the way, we're gonna get a new judge line that is still, you know, federal judges that mm -hmm. exist in their current capacity, but also still um, like have a way to streamline the process and not have to uh, have it burdened by court backlog, right? I, to my knowledge, it's far more invasive than that it's a because they they go by i think it's called like the third party doctrine of like they don't need a warrant to ask at&t for your ping locations because they're not searching you they're just asking a private company who you you know you don't own that information yeah the so you don't have that protect security that but but it's like they're is, is it morally wrong sure but like it, we're talking constitutionality but like they're they're collecting data on americans who have no they have no warrants to collect these data this data they just mass collect data on like your location data your your text entry well, it's they, like they can look up anything that you've ever put into a google search bar and, and once again like if you want that like repeal you have to just go through the legislature for it right but currently as it stands it's constitutional right like well, uh, from what i heard it was a like very fringe like the was it dick cheney's lawyer had like executive a command theory yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then like yeah. people who signed on to it didn't even know what the theory was they just like oh we have this theory but we can't show you this theory yeah go ahead and like sign on for it and it's like i think at the end of the day it's a matter of okay are you collecting data on people without their knowing that's surveillance that's infringing on search and seizure well uh, surveillance actually doesn't necessarily do that right like if i have a car following you around all day i don't actually need a warrant to do that you and i both know that right like a police uh, car can like stalk me mm. for the rest of the if day if you're in public but that's like private information yeah so the difference is that uh, you with uh, sorry you surrender your privacy to the corporations that actually offer uh, the service right mm -hmm. that's the reason why they have the right to do it mm -hmm. uh, once again right if it has it, this is why I tell everyone that like uh, raises concerns with uh, Patriot uh, Patriot and FICA right mm -hmm. it just has to be litigated throughout the legislature uh, legislature right mm -hmm. Put it through Congress I mean whether or not like the current laws say like okay technically it's fine I think if you look at what the constitution like what the constitution says i think the intention behind it which you know you can get mixed up in the intention oh, yeah. but i think at the end of the day it's okay is what they're doing an invasion of privacy yes i think we should stop yeah, I, it. I i don't necessarily think we can agree here like um i think that that invasion of privacy is um i think subjective at most right like uh are they examining uh, contents on your device or the call history that you have or like the ping location like that of Edward Snowden mentioned on several podcasts, mm. right? Uh, sure, yeah, they are, right? However, you do sign away your right to privacy through subscribing to that service, right? That's right. something that you do as an individual. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. I don't think it's necessarily informed consent in that yes they'll give sure. you the piece of paper but like you no, i'm yeah, sure like, you've uh, never read those terms of look, agreement like, you know I, i'm a democrat okay like we always tell people that like uh you know not everyone gets it right like that's a mm. uh, that's like a real thing what i will say and i, I step away from my colleagues and a lot of this stuff because uh, a lot of people on my side are actually really skeptical of this stuff as well mm. um the thing i say is uh essentially uh you know <laughs> it's really hard for the nation to actually embrace domestic security procedure or uh, like get into domestic security procedure 
um, if we have like everything actively burdening it. And furthermore, if the things that are burdening it can be constitutionally litigated to make policies like Patriot, then we should do it, right? Like, well, I like I understand what you. I guess what you want out of it is to be able to effectively you know keep the people safe mm -hmm. and not to be bogged down by bureaucracy but i think at the same time the majority of these people are like it's mainly innocent people who are giving consent to something that they don't know mm -hmm. to send their data to the government and the government's just collecting data on everybody for them to choose whenever they want to look True. at it versus having possibly a system where it's like okay maybe there is a back door but they're not actively collecting unless they have a warrant to collect it well once again right like the warrant is served to the company right obviously it's not served on per on, uh, per basis with the uh, specific customer that is uh, using the clientele service right mm. um, but, but people still, will be completely unaware that they're scraping this information like they have it's not like a no sure like per they, person they yeah. give them a warrant they no, have it, like it, rooms in like like AT&T had a room in there I don't know what switch house whatever you want to call yeah, it or a bunch like of federal, federal government where they're just scraping yeah. and they're copying everything that yeah. goes through the whole building well so sorry so uh, i think snowden was a little bit cavalier with his description of it um and like i think he's actually admitted so in several times about like scraping procedure scraping procedure only went through the warrants that were actually served to the company for the specific customers right it's not for like uh, americans at large right uh, that's not the way it works at all no i don't know that that's true i i thought you it should was, look into it yeah. to my knowledge it's they just collect broad data for anybody and then they have it and they can search their well, files whenever so they choose. The, the data that they actively have is publicly accessible data, right? Uh, the data that's... Uh, ping like, information is publicly accessible? Uh, ping information, wait, ping information? Yeah. Like, yeah, th that's what they get for a specific warrants for. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying they collect it and they have it and then they can look at your ping info whenever they choose rather than like... Yeah, after a warrant is served. But they have, like, there's nothing stopping somebody just going and looking. Well, either the, way, like the, it's so sorry. So to begin the investigation, you need to file it, right? Which creates that paper trail to be used in the court of law later on. So if there's improper procedure on part of the federal government, you can actually uh, actively litigate it away and uh, get into uh, court and sue it, right? But so if it let's, serves as a deterrent. Let's say if there was a situation where they just collect all the data, and anybody at the NSA can type in. You know, sure. let's see what Matt's doing. Non-publicly non accessible data, you're saying? Yeah, information that they, your ping location, your text okay. history, your search history, sure. whatever. Your, you know, whatever Wi-Fi you've been, you know, whatever yeah, you've been yeah, looking yeah. at. Um, <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. If, if somebody at the NSA without a warrant can go and just, they have this information, they can look it up. Do you think that's right? Um, I think that there's like a, some like dubious qualities to it morally, right? Um, but my big thing to uh, consider right or wrong in this uh, situation when we talk about um, legislation as well as security policy is if it's constitutional and it is right i don't think that's i mean like have you ever read a justice roberts opinion on it before no justice roberts i think was the one that spoke on it uh, and compared it to that of looking through a window you can always close it by not being involved well i i don't think that's necessarily that's true with you know the way that smartphones are now you're you can't really operate in normal society use, without using all of this technology. You, you can use burners that don't do uh, like active ping location. 
those are publicly accessible and the market actually provided for it. That's me sound like a conservative there too. I don't know that that's true. Like a, they can I mean, track like, where your phone is. If the phone's at your house, they you can, can assume it's your phone and then boom, look at look well, into what so, that so, phone was pinging to where that phone was going. When we're talking about ping locations, what exactly are we talking about with like uh, ping locations? Are we actually like talking about, for example, uh, using like a bypass to get into an iPhone and then uh, using the uh, uh, integrated GPS to actually figure out where it is? I'm saying like the towers seeing oh, whoever yeah. is closest to the towers they mm-hmm. can look at the records of like oh this tower picked up the phone here then here then sure. here then here and then they know where this phone has been going and yeah. then they can associate that phone with an address which let's say they have your address mm-hmm. then they know where you've been going even if it is a burner phone that's not explicitly associated with you um in that case i'd probably have to say yeah there's like some moral dubious uh, like uh, issues with it because like but once not- again right like i said earlier the fact uh, the supreme court mainly conservative, by the way, that protects these liberties, did vote in favor. Well, I mean, okay, well, I mean, like, Obama kept these policies up as well, Well, but uh, but what I'm saying is, like, like, I'm not necessarily saying, like, because, you know, I don't want it to be, like, an argument. I just want to understand that, okay, like, them, if, if they are tracking you without your knowledge, without a warrant being issued... Well, a warrant is, is issued. But I'm saying if they're not, because oh, then, that's, yeah, that was oh, something that it, I yeah, wasn't, yeah, sorry, I, I, sorry, you know, sorry, I don't yeah. know that I agree yeah. with that If there's true. no warrant issued, then it's wholesale illegal, right? And it should be uh, absolutely dismantled, right? Mm. The thing with Snowden, I, I feel as if that was an issue, was uh, he did this thing where he talked about and willfully mentioned that, look, you know, they do need a warrant to the company for the individual like uh, person. Mm-hmm. Right, but then he obfuscates the information to make it sound like it's an at-will basis where the government can just like pick up your location without a warrant, right? Which is not true. But I don't think the com- they necessarily need a warrant in that. I think the companies are just giving them the information well, freely. If the companies are doing that, uh, which a lot of them do, like Facebook does it, for example, mm-hmm. with like uh, hateful messages and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or like uh, messages of concern. Uh, that's something that actually does fall upon the consumer because they signed up to use that service. But that, like, that's what I'm saying is they don't really have a choice. Maybe not specifically Facebook, sure. but like an Android or an iPhone, you're signing mm-hmm. on to terms and conditions. Like, yeah, you but, know, but, but, the but like broad I, population, yeah. like you basically have to use and, one of those. And like I said, right, to obtain the information for that phone, it is uh, volunteered to, uh, or sorry, it is uh, like needed for warrant or a Homeland Security Directorate uh, feedback form. Um, but I'm saying most people get a phone because mm-hmm. you have to have a phone. Sure. They sign on to these policies because they can't use the phone Correct. or whatever agreement yep. with the company mm-hmm. and the government goes to the company and says, hey, we want this information and then the company just gives it to them without having a warrant. Well, that's within the company's rights to actually do. But I'm saying like the, legally, it might be like legal, Sure. but I think it's a, opposed to the idea of like actual privacy sure i don't think it's and, and like what he said is like they're not it's not a matter of like they're breaking the law they're making the laws so yeah, that yeah, yeah. what they're doing is legal mm-hmm. even though it's it's like a matter wrong. of right or wrong type of thing right but like i don't think that like i don't approve of policies and i would work against policies mm-hmm. that would allow this but i'm saying like i think that is wrong to where it's people are basically forced to give their data to the government without knowing um, well, you know, like I'll, like I'll say, if you want to protect consumers, just get into the house, right? But until then, I don't think there's really much we can do about it. Like, what if, do you mean it, get into the house? Well, like get into the House of Representatives, right? Like, uh, like I mean, yeah, but, you know, that's it's not a matter of like, okay. No, I, you know, I like, get it. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah there are ways to change you know, it, but I'm yeah, saying yeah, like, yeah. I think it's wrong that they're 
if if this is what it is, sure. if the scenario I've laid out is true, then it is wrong. I right? think that's yeah. wrong. Yeah, and they uh, should, look, we should work to put a stop to once that. Once again, once again, right? I'll concede that if they're doing it, for example, uh, with like if they're just going to the company and getting it without the company actually even volunteering it, mm. that's wrong. If the company is volunteering it, I have to defend the company there, mm. right? Because that that is within the company's rights to do so. Uh, I think that's like kind of like my hard stop on it, right? Mm. For me, the big thing is that. Uh, when you do use these services, you waive your rights for them. Obviously, no one reads a fine text, right? Mm. The informed consent probably isn't there, right? Mm. But we can also say this for a lot of other things. This can be said for Facebook. This can be said for... Yeah, uh, I think it's wrong. I like think it's all like wrong. Instacart. Well, I mean, like, once again, bro, like, uh, how do I put it? I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, it, exactly. Right? We can agree like, on that. But, like, uh, let, me, let me put it this way, right? Um, I don't like usually doing this because it's a little bit fallacious, but uh, what do you think the best uh, answer to um, solving domestic security crises is and stopping them before I mean, they happen? That's complicated. Yeah. And because, like, and, and I think it, it sounds like I'm against. No, and like, I, I want to make it clear. I don't think that you, you think well, that way, right? No, because, like, um, like you're saying, like, we need to be able to effectively stop it before it happens. You know, yeah. especially if, we, if this data is available, like, you know, you hear about all these shooters where it's like, oh, they they had police go to their house multiple mm-hmm. times. They were saying all this stuff online, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, there are like legally attained. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to use proper wording because I don't know it, but like, there are legally attained sheriff's records. This guy's crazy, and then you have public records of somebody saying all this crazy shit. So, and and there's no way either they knew this guy was a problem and they had their hands tied, or they didn't have the resources, or they look, overlooked it to. Mm-hmm you know solve this problem and somehow you know i don't know what to do with the guy uh legally but like you know i want the government to be able to effectively keep people safe if especially if it's a situation where like this is preventable these people are making noise that they are going to be a problem in the future yeah i think that's good but it's the way that we accomplish that how you collect that data what data you collect what do you think the burden would be on our domestic security apparatus if we actually removed fica and patriot oh that's I'm not sure I know you're because I, me, I mean, but. well, because like I would think you okay, like public record, it's public, right? Yeah. So you could sc- just scrape all of Facebook that's publicly available. Sure. What if they don't you have on scra- Facebook? Scrape all. Okay, that's true. Yeah. But I would say, by and large, most people are have a social media presence sure. to some extent. Well, um, if you're like a cell leader of some sort, like let's mm-hmm. say for example you're with like Al Qaeda or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these guys are pretty smart, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to use like these platforms. That's the reason why mm-hmm. I said, "What if they don't?" Because they usually don't. Yeah, but I continue. mean, Al Qaeda yeah, has yeah. a Twitter, but sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, you mean the Taliban? Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah, yes. because yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one, yeah. Anyways, but like, yeah. So okay, like the what? What are the means to find these people before they commit their crimes? Yeah. Aside from good old-fashioned police work. Yeah, I mean, because, yeah. I mean, they were doing it before the internet, although I don't know that there were these kind of attacks before the internet. I don't know I don't know the history of terrorism I mean, and stuff like that. just something like 9-11 was able to happen, man. That's, like, what I always tell people. Yeah. And uh, I think the general policy, and I'm sure you would agree, is that that can never happen again, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, these things are absolutely unacceptable, mm-hmm. and uh, we can't have the American public's trust be so shaken 
uh, by uh, the loops in se- or sorry the holes in our security apparatus mm. that we sometimes have to sign in these legislations. I mean, but what do you like? like so- sometimes rights are impeded upon by the government, and there are things that we actively like greenlight, mm. right? But see that like there's a slippery slope, as they say. Well, sure, know. but but uh, how do I put this? So, for example, the government can like requisition your documents for, uh, through a warrant by a judge, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that is still violating your consent, right? But we give it a green like we give it a green light mm-hmm. in most cases because we as society uh, deem it like uh, worthy and just well because right? that's that's constitutional like if they have like reasonable search and seizure they go through they have like they have to present to a judge the reasons well, sure, for er, er, violating your privacy earlier you you mentioned though that you didn't really care about like uh, if it's legal or not it's like a moral question right and as well as like the the future of the litigation i, I mean yes yeah, so yourself. it's you see, you see what i'm saying i see what you're saying yeah. I, uh, like I think that because like it's ridiculous to say like okay you can't investigate anybody exactly. ever yeah. like yeah no yeah. you can't you can't be like no just yeah. when Get they're fucked. there shoot them <laughs> in the face you know yeah no yeah. like and, and yeah but it's okay you can't give them no power yeah. but you can't give them all the power correct so where in the middle do you lie I think that's what Patriot was I think that was an overextension. Oh, dude, I, I really don't think so. Like, uh, if you look at other countries, and uh, like for example, other countries, whenever they had terrorist attacks, like in Spain, mm. did they used wartime acts? Right. But I mean, did they have this? Like, is that constitutional? Like, like uh, is it like, constitutional? Because in their I, I think like the interpretation of the constitution is sure. like. That's that's where they make it legal. Well, yeah, but it's right. at, it's at behest of the Supreme Court, which was a conservative Supreme Court, which right. agrees with the, I think the majority of the conceptions that you're bringing up about personal liberty, mm-hmm. right? And what I'm trying to argue is that even that court, right, one that I would probably disagree with on a lot of a lot of other issues, was one that actually made a decision that you probably wouldn't agree with, right? But mm-hmm. I think this is the best opinion you can get for someone in your camp on this issue, right? Because these are I like don't know the best though, because like aside from Scalia, because he was the one that made executive command theory. <laughs> I mean, yeah. because it's it's. Um, and it sounds like you're more informed than I am on this. No, you're this, straight. Um, but I'm not like, trying to bog you down with information. But no, 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 no. I mean, it's good. Like, I want to know what you know so that I can use it against you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, we should do a part two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got to. Yeah, because we got to leave at six or one at nine. What am I saying? Yeah. I was going to say, holy smokes, dude. <laughs> yeah, we got to we go 30 minutes ago. Um, I don't know that, like, like conservative, right? And that's kind of like... Yeah, I, I don't want to say you're conservative. I'm saying no, that... No, I'm, I'm not saying that they are operating in what I would deem like conservative ideals. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like right, Bush and Cheney were the ones who initiated. They're supposed yeah. to be conservative. They're supposed to be yeah, like constitutional they, they, protectors. They passed like tax like uh, laws and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I think yeah. it's... I mean, I think part of that is just kind of like acting like you believe in certain things and then sure, to and, get the votes and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, they yeah. say one thing and then they do something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. But the Supreme uh, Court, on the other hand, is, I think, something that actually speaks for itself in that regard, right? Unelected, appointed, mm. and furthermore, I mean, in a lot of cases, you get cream of the crop judges, right? Mm. I don't like Antonin Scalia at all, mm. right? But I'll tell you, I mean, <laughs> have you ever heard the uh, lone dissent before? Mm-mm. Oh, dude, you gotta listen to it, bro. It, I gotta write some of this stuff. That yeah. I hope you remember it. Yeah. I won't. No, dude, I'll email um, you all of it. Okay, give me yeah, everything to read, sure. and then I'll pull yeah, it up and read it. You can listen to it on YouTube. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? Like, these are some of the brightest American minds, mm. and they have a lot to say on American security, right? Mm. And I think that they're people that would probably, like, they, they vote in ways that I think a lot of conservatives actually agree with, mm. more so than just, like, you know, people that are elected to office, right? Mm. They're the people that made the Roe v. Wade decision, for example, mm. right? Like, uh, they made uh, decisions related to, um, what's the word for it? Uh, like American um, trade protocols and stuff like that, right? That mm-hmm. like benefit the like, kind of conservative agenda, right? So like basically mm-hmm. the reason why I'm bringing up the Supreme Court in this is I think that 
if you heard the actual opinion in the court, mm-hmm. right, I'm sure you'd probably actually agree with it, right? Mm-hmm. Because their rationales that they use is the one I'm using right now, which is, first off, we do actively surrender our rights in this country quite often, mm-hmm. right? And we do it for good reason, because sometimes we have to protect the country. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to do it uh, for normal operations in the country, right? Mm-hmm. There are plenty of things that I can probably bring up, like, for, for example, uh you getting ticketed at like a red light, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is a no-brainer, right? But if we were to get down to the basics of the similar argument that we're talking about with informed consent and stuff like that, you could say, well, you know, uh, I didn't just like, uh, I looked at the sign, I didn't see another one, so therefore, I didn't actually know what the speed limit was gonna be like past that. Thus, I can actually go ahead and say, hey, look, you know, like I didn't know what the speed limit was, uh, mm-hmm. I don't have the informed consent like to actually exist. Like ignorance, I guess, or Exactly, like right? yeah. so, And I mean, that ignorance is the same thing that applies to signing over mm-hmm. some of your things, yeah. right? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, like that, that, that's what I'm talking about. Right? I uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Mm. Like, let, let me ask you a question. So, do um, how many rights need to be surrendered, in your opinion, in this country? For yeah, yeah, seven. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that, that's, a, that's a little bit of like a baby uh, topic uh, con- uh, question. Oh, I mean, you're, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, let, let me try um, to dilute it a little bit more. Okay, let's say for example. Um, we have a situation arise where there's a, uh, a guy getting on a plane. He has like a bunch of explosives on it. He's gonna fly it into the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. All right. Classic. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like the we're like at the uh, <laughs> what's it called the trolleys, right? Yes. And uh, you can either a hmm. uh, allow the plane to hit, mm-hmm. right, uh, and uh, not enforce a security protocol right for it and like signing this legislation that infringes upon her rights mm-hmm. right or b you can and stop the attack from happening mm. which one would you pick i mean i would think well i don't know that it's necessary to like, like how many Americans i don't know that you would need to infringe on the rights in order to, to catch them to yeah to catch you don't them. think so i don't think so and and that was like a case made by snowden is that like okay right you're saying that you give these people this power <laughs> that way they can save more lives sure. But if they're not effective in saving more lives, mm-hmm. then what's the point of them having the power? And he said they weren't more effective in saving the lives. Now, well, I don't know the specifics of that. Yeah, he said they weren't um, more effective in saving the lives, I think, in relation to, like, the Transport Security Agency or something like that, right? Like, uh, uh, I, uh, Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, like, a lot of the intelligence that the federal government uh, collects through the NSA, through DIA, or through uh, DNI, right, mm-hmm. are things that actively do stop a lot of these terrorists and allow for federal raids to actively happen. And mm-hmm. furthermore... What it allows it to do is it allows for, let's say, we have the old school police work that actually does the heavy lifting in a lot of these cases, right? Mm -hmm. But they can't find the perp. Mm -hmm. Well, let's get the warrant for the ping, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, but if you get the warrant, then okay. Yeah, but But, but, that's what happens. I I, I see what you're saying. No, and like, I don't, I don't like the way you pose the question of like violate his rights to protect people from dying or don't violate his rights. But that's the ultimate reality. I don't think that is. I think there's a way to do it. I say legally, and then, you know, it's like, oh, they're technically legal, but not. I I don't want to bait you here, but, like, how? (laughs) No, it's a good question. Um, It's a little bit loaded, but I I need to know. Well, because I think there are ways that, like, you know, you can go and, like, legally invade their privacy. Like, Mm -hmm. saying it as an invade their privacy is, like, I think has, like, illegal connotations or, like, constitutionally invade their privacy, if you will. Um, But, like... There are ways that we do that already, right? Mm-hmm. Getting a warrant to search somebody's house, yeah. right? You're violating their privacy, but it's legal. Correct. You have to go through a procedure. Yeah. Okay. 
how far and how quickly you can do that. You know, to what extent can you search through somebody? You know, try and figure out yeah, all their stuff. Their can you mandatorily, you know, do a polygraph on everybody every yeah. year to make sure they're not having any terrorist <laughs> yeah, ideas? Like, obviously, right? nothing like that. Okay, yeah. but it's like, all right, where's the extreme? Like, where's the like, line? like, like, how many rights do people do? Does the government need to effectively yeah. prevent these problems? And I don't think it's because it's kind of like an on or off question yeah. of give them all the power mm-hmm. and then they can save the lives, or give them none of the power and then these people die. Yeah. I think what needs to happen is basically the buck stops at probable cause, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, basically anything that tries to go beyond probable cause and mm-hmm. pick people up without, right, is a little bit of a problem, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, something that can uh, give you probable cause for one of these individuals on cell is affiliation with someone, right? You mm-hmm. can actually like. Uh, you know, pick it up if they are declared a terrorist organization, thus associating with them, is something that can warrant investigation, mm. right? I don't believe in policy that goes beyond uh, that, right? That's the reason mm-hmm. why we need the warrant. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why we need these things. We need to have mm-hmm. a probable cause. That's where the buck stops, and that's the that's the opinion of the federal government in terms of, not even administration, but the Federal Bureau of Investigations and the Justice Department, right? Uh, that's kind of like the way I see it. I mean, like, but like with sure, this could, scraping kind of stuff, like I think that it, is yeah. not probable probable cause. But they're still investigating if they're just collecting people's data without them knowing. Volunteered that, by the company. Volunteered by the company, but you know they they didn't really consent to it, so it's like, all right, they're they're like. But, Why like, do you think the burdens on the on the federal government instead of the company? Well, what do you mean? Like the burden, the burden of like telling people that the data is being collected or telling the so like the criticism right now. It's being issued to. I obviously believe that you think that the company also should face criticism, correct? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm not okay. a fan of big corporations or, you know, what they do. Wouldn't you agree that if we were to do, like, legislation on this, right? What if we kept something like FISA as well as um, Patriot, right? But we legislated it in a way to where companies uh, cannot just volunteer information, they have to get warrants for all of it. Mm. Would you be more in favor of that? Because then that means Pfizer's working to be ideologically consistent. I suppose, like, just to make sure that there is, like, a... You have to pass a check before you can just go and, like, ask for somebody's information. You have to have it documented. Okay, this is why we're collecting this person's information. (laughs) And somebody has to look at it and be like, okay, yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, and we're getting into some Democrat talking points now, right? So, like, uh, you sound like a Democrat here, right? Because... And I I don't... Personally, like, I think Don't you believe the company should not have the right to do that? To what? To, to volunteer information. Don't you think that it should be something that's protected? I think, well, because like you said, it's like, okay, I signed a contract saying the, the company can. Sure. And Do you think that should so be able like, to be a contractual obligation? Like, I, I, I want there to be other options. Like, if there was an sure. option to be like, company that tracks you, company that doesn't track you, yeah. right? That would, perfect. Now you can, everybody just goes with a company that doesn't track you. Obviously, that's not the sure. case. Fine. Does the company, I think... The company should make it more obvious to people. Hey, we're going to track all your shit in well, they, f- like they boom, do do one that sentence. Now. I mean, like that—that that is like the real deal thing. Like, I mean, there are data and there are like buttons on the phone where it's like, all right, yes, yeah. do you consent to this tracking? Yeah. And like, you can argue like, okay, they can circumvent that, but then that requires a lot more. I think. Uh, I think that does require like certain warrants in order to be able to go on somebody's phone to track them, oh, even if you tell one, them not 100, to. Like to access the um, phone instead of a ping. Oh yeah, like every okay. single time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, like is there if if there was a switch to be like, oh, give the company my data, 
turn that switch off. I do. There are those switches on apps, sure. and I yeah. do turn those off. Yeah. Whether or not you know, like. So I think they should make it more obvious. Why don't you feel as if companies should be compelled to have uh, it be uh, illegal to actually have to surrender got, uh, surrender Ooh. information? Like, why should the company actually have the right to do that in the first place? Because couldn't all this be eliminated without having to actually force companies to actually produce more? I mean, because you're actually burdening the market in that case, aren't you? Because that you're making them have to like uh, introduce new products to actually accommodate for it. I mean, you. You are in a way burdening them if you restrict their information just because like they yeah. have so much all from they're do, all, they're analytics. Doing is ex- all they're doing is exchanging it like freely to them, right? I'm just saying it shouldn't be you, uh, the company should be able to do it. Well, I think like yeah. certain data that the companies collect they use themselves. So like I don't you know per- well, sure. like with AT and T the pings yeah. right the, like the company can use it is what I'm saying. I'm saying that the federal government should not be able to or sorry they should not be able to just surrender it to others, right? That's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you were talking about like at the company to no, person no, interface, no, 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 not the no, no. not the because, company because to you government and I both interface. Know, companies would not be able to play ball. And like, uh, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like TikTok yeah, yeah. would shit the bed it, it if, would you, just be if there's night, no algorithm. Imagine, dude, oh. oh my god, imagine Amazon. Yeah. They, but, so let's see. Some, I don't. I like that they track yeah, all your yeah. shit and they listen to your conversation dude, and all yeah, that. Yeah, I, I get to see the stuff I like, which right? I think is wrong. Also, but that's a separate. You know. No, sure. I agree with you. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, giving. Yeah, having it to where okay, the companies can't just give away your data like yeah. and not give a shit, especially if like they're getting something from the government. If it's a trade rather than the government like <laughs> that, legally that, demanding the it, they, they don't. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they just do it as like a goodwill thing. I mean, and an optics I, thing. I don't know that that's necessarily because like they're not like, hey, we're giving the government your information by the way, keeping you safe. Like they, that, this is not something that's, they want that's people what to know. Like AT and T did back in like two thousand three. But like I thought Division that was like that's a big scandal. Of people being like, what AT and T is giving away my data? Like people aren't happy with it. That's not like a selling point of like no, we give right. away your so data. Like, uh, how do I put it? Sorry, I got some in my eyes. So um, no, it wasn't like them like going out and like you know boastfully saying it, of course, right? But what it was was it was like you know, hey, we are here to protect America, right? Mm. It's like same way companies are like here we are here to stop racism and mm, stuff like that you know what yeah. i mean it's like uh it, it it's like performative right yeah like and, and furthermore it's not even just performative it's actionable right mm. and what i'm saying is is that i don't see why we're putting uh the wanton cause on the federal government in this case when in reality if we want to really want to talk about the privacy that's here who's mm. the first actor in it is it the federal mm. government or is it the company I mean, it's the company, right? I they, could just do like an easy answer, say both. You know, fuck them both. I don't think, but was, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But like, all I'm saying is, is that I think the easier way to like counteract this in your interest and furthermore in mine, mm-hmm. right, is to stop it at the root, mm-hmm. right? The, these companies should not be able to hand it over to the federal government without a warrant. Mm-hmm. Simply put, right? And I say that as someone because that will hinder investigations in mm-hmm. some way, if true, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, intelligence agencies will not like that. Yeah, they won't like it, but. I mean, it's the best way to meet middle ground, right? I mean, I think that would probably be a lot easier than to reform the intelligence agencies and just take away their Dude, their like, ability to track shit. Are you like, why 9-11 happened? Uh, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I don't, like... In, do you know how I'm much not we saying cut it, like, in, like, the CIA and stuff like that? How much we what? Cut we, the we CIA? Cut the CIA. Because, uh, yeah, I, I had heard, like, and, and I'm not saying... Like, first of all, I'm not a 9-11 denier. I want to just get no, that out of the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to play around with some of the ideas sure, these people sure. have. Um, There's a missile. <laughs> for, I mean, obviously, there are people who are saying it's an inside job and there were ulterior motives by the United States government. That's one option. I'm not agreeing sure. with that option. There's, okay, there was a fuck up on the the intelligence agency side yes. where they had this information about these people and they didn't do anything or they didn't, you know, Why for whatever they? reason. Yeah. yeah. Were, were they lazy or stupid? They didn't have the money. I 
they didn't have the money to prevent nine. They're like out of budget. Nine eleven. I what guess. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> so okay. So like when we're talking about like intelligence and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for it to be fully verified, it takes an entire process, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, what happened was first off, we didn't even have the Department of Homeland Security back then, right? Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. We only had I think Federal Bureau of Investigations, Customs, uh, ATF. Uh, I think DNI. <laughs> yeah, like we only had these like yeah, five. We sure, didn't even but, have this other but, one. <laughs> but the, the, the worst part, though, dude, is that none of them were actually exchanging information. Yeah, I heard that's yeah. a big thing of that's, like, I don't want to tell them yeah, my stuff. That's like, why DHS was created because DHS was basically the spider in the middle of the web, right? Mm-hmm. And like everything, like all roads lead to Rome type mm-hmm. of thing, right? So um, the, the thing that a lot of, I guess, really pro government people like to say, like myself, is that um, the cuts in the CIA in particular, the ones that actually got the information, uh, the first issue that they had was that they had a lot of trouble actually seeing if it was fully verifiable or not, right? They knew, uh, you know, UBL, Osama bin Laden, was someone that was actively plotting against the United States. He was already responsible for the USS coal bombing, right? Mm. Uh, he uh, was uh, responsible for the attacks in uh, Djibouti and stuff like that, right, mm. on the embassy. But they didn't actually know fully how they were going to do the next attack, right? They knew it was coming, right? But they didn't actually have like full recognition of what was going to happen, mm-hmm. right? And the reason why they didn't have full recognition is because they didn't have the people to actually comb the information pool enough because so much had already been cut. And keep in mind, by the way, while this is all happening, the majority of the CIA's interest isn't on terrorism, right? Mm-hmm. It's on like... Uh, uh, the axis of evil, right? Mm-hmm. Or before that, but still the axis of evil. North Korea, Iran, uh, and the Russian Federation, as mm-hmm. well as the People's, Repu- People's Republic of China, mm-hmm. right? I think that when we made, um, we pursued policies of austerity and we cut all these programs, mm-hmm. it allowed for there to be these massive breaches in security. Mm-hmm. That's like my proposition. I want to hear what you have to think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, when it comes to giving the government more money, that's where I'm like, uh, you're losing me. Um, I don't know the specifics of the budgeting. So it's like, sure. okay, if they had the money and they budgeted it wrong, they can go fuck themselves. If yeah. they didn't have the money because even though they're budgeting well, then, okay, yeah. they should have more money. Um, well, the, the thing is, is like budgeting it wrong is, like, once again, we didn't know this type of attack would happen. That's like the thing. Yeah. And, and terrorism mm-hmm. wasn't an issue yet. So mm-hmm. we can't say, we can't put the burden of proof on the Central Intelligence Agency in that in that case because it wasn't a concern that was principled that would have all these resources put into it. We were more worried about the North Koreans launching a fucking nuke at us, right? Yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, their eyes being sort of looking for the, you know, different animal kind of thing. Like, they're, they're looking for tigers and a bear comes exactly. and attacks them. It's like, yeah. I, you well, the know, fox is trotting away. Yeah, yeah. but it, I mean, is that necessarily a result of budget? Because, like, if you just give them extra money, then yeah. they'll be like, oh, now we can look at the bears and the tigers. It's like, it, I don't know that they would have necessarily used it to look at terrorism or if they would have just spent the money on something sure. else because they didn't think and terrorism was a priority this at all. Is, this is a good concern, right? Uh, the answer I'll have to that is it's just basically um, the size of proportion would be larger, right? Like uh, you would have more likelihood of these uh, areas being funded, mm-hmm. right? And keep in mind, this is a relatively new one that was born out of... Uh, something that was uh, usually handled by the FBI because the only terrorism that happened in this country was that of domestic, mm-hmm. right? Uh, not um, foreign. Mm-hmm. So I think, 
right? Especially if Congress uh, went ahead and said, hey, look, we're not going to actually cut it. I think that would allow for them to have substantially more resources, especially after what happened in Djibouti. I think that that's the case where they start to say this is more of an issue, mm. but we can't do this because the administration wants us to currently fixate on that of the axis of evil countries, mm. right? I mean, if that was the case, then yeah, it should be like, oh, we're concerned about yeah. something and they we are not a lot, our hands are tied to actually look into and it. That's what I hope to be true. Yeah. yeah. I, I, if that's the case, then yeah, yeah. give them more money. Okay. There you go. Um, but I mean, and I think this is something because I, I kind of want to move away from the whole like you oh, know we can if you want just just, yeah. to, just to sort of spread the wealth you know sure, what I'm saying because yeah. there's so many more questions yeah but I, I'm thoroughly enjoying this so we can go into it, it more yeah. um, I like to pick people's brains and uh, then pick mine so yeah like yeah no, you're sure. my expert yeah um, <laughs> by far uh, <laughs> don't tell them that. I'm sorry um, they they you, I fell down the stairs they this morning were falling for it bro. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, I think there's sort of a, this is just a general thought I have of like, you know, people want to pay less taxes, right? Okay. You pay the government more taxes or however much you pay the government in taxes, a certain amount of it is going to get wasted, right? Uh, I think that's... I think wasted it. We're going to have to get into that. I mean, uh, I think it, it's like thinking of it from an engineering perspective. It's like <laughs> no system is 100% efficient. That is just the way of the universe. You yeah, will never yeah. get anything that's 100% efficient. So, okay. and, you know, wasted. I'm just saying like certain funds are being misused. Certain funds are being thrown away sure, due to carelessness, sure, what sure, have right, you. Bureaucracy. The general, yeah. gov- you know, government waste, this big nebulous term that doesn't mean anything yeah. specific. The But... The concept, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say it's eighty percent of the money you give the government is good. Twenty yeah. percent throw in the trash. Fuck sure. it, whatever happens yeah. to it. So it's like, all right, you want the government to function better, do more, give them more money because yeah. you know, give them a hundred dollars, eighty times hundred, boom, mm-hmm. you got eighty dollars. But yeah. you give them two hundred dollars, now you got one hundred sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. You know the math. Sure. Um, versus people saying that okay, they're wasting twenty percent of their budget. Why don't they just get ninety percent efficient? And then I don't have to give them a single dime more, mm-hmm. and now boom, there's ten percent more. Sure, but the, the the problem is is that like when it actually is like uh, enters Congress, like these type of bills to mm-hmm. like uh, if like make Cong- or make these departments more efficient, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what that really just usually means? What does it mean? It means cuts, bro. Like <laughs> yeah, just don't give them money; they'll yeah, figure it out. Yeah, and and all that does is it just fucks everything up, right? Yeah, like it it is a game of literally like there's nothing. Sorry, you can introduce legislation to try to reformat organizations, mm-hmm. right? But if you're cutting their finances, you're going to see a dip in productivity in them, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have everybody that's uh, already of retirable age retire, right? Because uh, they're afraid of their pension being lost, mm-hmm. right? And then furthermore, you're not going to be able to hire new people to fill their shoes because now uh, you have like a personnel uh, yeah. drought, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Our de- the Democrats, what we like to say is this, right? Mm-hmm. We believe that it is the job of the federal government to be this thing that provides for us, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big thing that conservatives and us really don't get along on, yeah, right? I mean, yeah, that sounds a little communist. Yeah, well, so the big thing we say is we still believe in the free market. That's the big thing that we believe in. Mm-hmm. We believe in some regulations for it, but we are not this like full sale for the people, like, or sorry, rather, um, full sale like, uh, for the proletariat at large and like mm-hmm. Everyone needs to go, right? Our methodology is that we believe in a mixed system, right? Mm. We believe in this capitalist, however, some government moderation over it, right? Mm -hmm. Like the Scandinavian countries, for example, Mm. right? Which are not socialist, by the way. 
What are they? Uh, they're capitalist countries. They're just mixed systems. They're I mean, isn't just it, like ours. I mean, I, I, I think those words get kind of like mushed around, especially like the you know the USSR was socialist, not or communist, socialist, whatever that means. Look, you say socialist, people hear communist, whatever. But like a hybrid system between they, they were not a hybrid system. Like uh, the state provided everything in that yeah. country, right? That's not what we're for. We right. Want, we want the market to exist. Versus so. what people are saying, like the the market will provide everything. The Correct. government yeah, don't yeah. don't give anybody any money. The market will figure yeah, it out. So what I like to say is Republicans are kind of like um, like we have like a let's say we have like a, a line graph, right? Uh, there's like the center uh, and it's economic. It's like socialism slash communism, capitalism, right? Mm-hmm. Republicans are usually uh, probably like um, center of the middle line. So like we have the middle line here and then they like, uh, I didn't describe that a little yeah, at all. They're yeah. a little bit preferential to the free market over the uh, sort of I would communist. Say a lot more. Yeah. What we as Democrats say is we're pretty much smack dab in the middle, right? Uh, that's like our position. Now, of course, we have radicals within us that we're trying to get rid of right now, right? But in my mind, you guys are smack on the little bit more skewed to the communist side, and then you have the crazy people who are full communist. You, it's like so, a you know sixty forty. You know, Republicans yeah. would rather have it forty percent commie you, and sixty percent free, and you'd rather have it sixty percent commie forty percent free. Surprised. Uh, I think we've actually signed in some of the most pro-business legislation in the last like twenty years. Mm. Republicans, for some reason, don't actually follow through on their promises to their electorate that much. You kind of brought it up with Bush, right? Mm. Bush wasn't really that much of a conservative, right? Right? Like he was a world police guy, right? Mm. For example, America, America you know, uh, he was a guy that passed in massive federal uh, security apparatus bills, mm. right? And he was someone that actually raised taxes in a lot of cases, mm. right? Uh, and um, I mean, even if we want to talk about Reagan, right? Reagan passed some of the highest taxes in the country's history, right? Really, I thought he like cut back on taxes, but oh, like mainly I, for rich people. Well, he, he Reaganomics. Did, he did. Right, but then after the recession happened in the, I think it was like eighty four or eighty three, he one hundred percent went back to get the federal government a surplus, mm. right? So they could like dish out their proper programs. Mm-hmm. He cut all of them and then he like refunded a lot of them, not as much obviously, mm-hmm. but I mean like he he raised taxes significantly mm. and didn't like uh, promise that agenda. What we like to say is we just say look. We're not here to get rid of the market whatsoever. Mm. What we want to do, we want to hold companies accountable first so they don't fuck with the regular American populace, mm. right? Like there are these tech companies that actively uh, infringe upon our uh, you know, personal uh, right to privacy, mm-hmm. right? And then furthermore, uh, our right to uh, like being consumers, mm-hmm. right? And the, fur- uh, the th- final thing we say with taxation, as you probably heard, is we believe that people should have to pay their own share past their own like, uh, like liquid and um, solid uh, cash, right? Like that's we believe. What do you that, mean, past? Uh, cash. I said no. Yeah. Past. You said like past their own. Yeah, liquidity. yeah, yeah. Like we believe like uh, assets should be taxed. Yeah, like okay. more, more than they already are. Yeah, because like proportionally they don't pay. They don't actually pay their fair share. They mm. pay a lot, but they don't pay their pay their fair share. Mm. They don't pay as much as you and I would on a statistical basis. Yeah, because I mean, have you heard the figure? It's like, oh, what is? It's like one percent. Of the one percent of the population pays forty percent of the taxes, and then the top fifty percent of income earners pay like ninety-seven percent of the federal taxes. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's not true. <laughs> like, no, uh, it's not. No, they they the companies do. Uh, it's not the individuals. Oh, I thought it would be the other way around. The companies don't pay anything, and the, oh, the individuals no. pay more. No, the, the, the companies personal. the companies are held liable. Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, anyway, like, listen, right. Uh, I'm no AOC, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Joe Brandon type of guy. You I know, no idea I mean? the hell that is. Yeah, Joseph Biden. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 
<laughs> your pro body because that's something I want to ask you about. I love like, him. Yeah. Really? I love him. He's like uh, I think one of the best presidents we've had in the last forty years. I yeah. mean, maybe his staff is, but I just don't. Uh, I think he's I, geriatric. I, I think he makes the decisions, believe it or not. Because the thing is, is that we see consistency in his policy. Right, that's a span for I think like twenty years where mm. he's been pushing for a lot of American infrastructure financing. Right, mm. like Build Back Better, the bill that um, I think introduced. I'm sound like I work for the campaign now. Mm. Uh, that introduced two trillion dollars to the American economy before uh, it like finally got out there. That was something that he uh, borrowed from uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, who was mm. my favorite president. That's like my top dog. Mm. Yeah, but. Um, no, yeah, I love them. Uh, I could, we could get into it if you want. Ask me some questions. Uh, let me pee first, yeah, and then ahead. we'll get back. We'll be sure. right back, ladies and right gentlemen. All right, we're back. <laughs> Hello again. It's a good thing I, I had my bathroom break because I could remember two uh, criticisms of Joe Biden that I had. Go ahead, I can't, send it. Well, because I don't... Are they beyond uh, the personality? Uh, yes. Okay, good. They're beyond... Uh, and, well, personality, I think, is medical condition. I would like to say, but anyway. He doesn't know where he is type of thing. He, I, I seriously think he has some level of dementia, which is concerning. Um, Why don't we attack the policy before the personality? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, anyways, and I don't, see, I am, uh, I'd like to think a very standard American in that I'm not exactly sure what Joe Biden does or yeah. what Trump does. A lot of Americans don't know. Um, and a lot, they, they usually don't know what's going on in Congress. Yeah. That's why they, they didn't know what happened with the Patriot Act, right? No idea what the fuck's going on. Yeah. I mean, I was one. I didn't know. That's fine. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? So the two things that I've heard are one is vaccine mandates and two is pro-union. Okay. I could definitely do the union stuff. Yeah, okay. That's probably my most passionate position. Because uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I, you know, It was during his administration that the whole vaccine mandate thing was going on. So I don't know if it was exclusively what him. What mandate if do you mean was, by the federal government um, uh, for troops? I mean, mandating just federal employees in general or troops. And and you don't think it's right for troops? I don't. I don't think it should be mandated. Should especially. troops not get like um, uh, vaccines for like uh, or uh, take medication for malaria when overseas? Well, so I don't think like specifically with the Corona with COVID, vaccine. Yeah. I think because it, like and my main problem with that vaccine is just how rapidly it was developed and how new it was. Yeah. I don't think that it was. It didn't have the vetting necessary to deem it as a safe vaccine. This was the same thing for smallpox, though. And I mean, we still did it. It was like pushed out immediately. I mean, I don't think like. It's, knowing now that it's like 10 years is for a standard drug, right? For yeah. standard medication or whatever to be FDA approved. Yeah. And now you have these drugs that you have these vaccines that were had limited testing. Mm -hmm. And now they're going to be mandated that people take them. Yeah, well, medical that doesn't seem safe. And medical policy, that's standard procedure, right? Like I don't we, think that's standard procedure. It is. Well, for, for massive, like, plagues? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the name of the game is to deter the amount of deaths associated with it. I I understand, like, you want swift and effective action, but I don't think sure. that you should sacrifice safety for speed. Especially, like, I think the vaccine was experimental. I you know, The specifics of whether or not the vaccine is safe... Uh, from what we can tell now, it has very limited effectiveness. Sure. In that, you know, you have your quote-unquote breakthrough cases, which sounds to me like, uh, have you ever seen Dope Sick? Yeah, of It course. sounds like breakthrough pain. Breakthrough pain. Yeah, it means yeah. it's not working. Where you on the scale from 1 to 10. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> my problem with it is that from what I can see, especially now, like looking back, it's a vaccine that hasn't been vetted properly. It's a vaccine that has limited effectiveness. In comparison to what? Like a vetted property, properly. In that like something that takes like 10 years to uh, go through multiple levels of human trials. You know, they didn't do trials on pregnant women and they 
mandated it for pregnant sure. women. Yeah. They had, you know, it, from what we could see, coronavirus was extremely, it wasn't deadly for children. Mm-hmm. And, and I know we're talking about soldiers here, but, you know, it wasn't deadly well, for children. The and first, then they were The gonna, first admission was not giving it to children, if you recall correctly, right? Then they did testing for children, and then they gave it to children after testing. But it wasn't necessary for children. Was it necessary for children? No, I'm saying it wasn't because of how low rate, how low the death rate was for children. Well, it wasn't about the death rate for children. It was about the spreadability uh, factor associated with it. So, like, if you were a carrier in the are not associated with it. I think it's like four, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the ability to spread to different people are not. Um, then we're vaccinated children not to save their lives, right? Because like you said correctly, mm-hmm. they are dying to mm-hmm. it. But if they're exposed to like older people, for example, mm-hmm. then yeah, like 100%, that's why we're vaccinating them. But if, you, but if you vaccinated the older people, then they'd be okay. Sure, but mm-hmm. the, the, the main issue, once again, right, was that, uh, <laughs> how do I put well, it? First off, older people weren't getting the vaccine, uh, like uh, just because they were like usually either hesitant, right, mm-hmm. um, or uh, it just wasn't available at the time, right? But they were the first ones who it was made available too. Why would you be giving uh, it to children? That's actually not always true. It was that for a lot of states, but not some. That's mm-hmm. the reason why I'm saying the the children thing. Uh, the other thing was that, like I said earlier, look, I'll 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 defend the breakthrough cases here, right? If children, if children are vaccinated and then the grandparents are vaccinated, it reduces the likelihood of the breakthrough occurring in the first place. I think it, like the more vaccination, it increases the breakthrough because you're breeding for vaccine-resistant strains. I mean, that's the whole reason why you're going from the like Delta, Omicron, whatever, sure, yeah. is because you are selectively okay if the virus can't survive, mm-hmm. it doesn't repopulate. But if the virus can survive, it populates, it replaces the virus that can't work sure, in you. It's, like, you know it's like yeah. you know penicillin resistant drugs yeah, stuff like that yeah like pa- um, pathog- or, yeah go ahead pa- no i was gonna say like penicillin resistant mm-hmm. like diseases rather just so, so like pathogens can like obviously develop resistances mm-hmm. towards those uh things like um, vaccines and stuff like that mm-hmm. right uh but it doesn't it's not something that stops us from making them in the first place mm-hmm. right like do you think that this would have been the rationale when polio or the vaccine to polio was first made of course not right mm-hmm. it was we need to get it out and stop people from getting polio mm-hmm. it's the same way with coronavirus right now i'll 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 throw you a bone here right do i think we overacted to covid 100 percent right do i think ron DeSantis made the right decision on not closing down everything Mm. 100 percent right do i think the mask stuff was a fib uh and wasn't too good by fauci 100 percent i mean the face mask thing was like it was garbage like what is it the face shield or it's open (laughs) you're like Really? Like, it was people unreal. believe this? Dude, I, I have like a story to tell really quick. Hmm. So um, when I was in school, I had this uh, this uh, Turkish-Iranian professor named Dr. Uh, if you hear it, sir, I have a lot of respect for you. Actually, uh, since this out on the podcast, yeah. I uh, yeah, bleep this out. Fuck. Um, okay, anyway, I gotta remember. Yeah, oh, it's, it's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyways, I had this I had this little guy, mm-hmm. uh, and he wore eight masks, bro. It was unreal. Like his face would be elongated from all the masks that he was wearing at the time. Oh my goodness. And it was without a doubt the most bizarre thing ever. So look, look, right, there were like these COVID freaks that like took it way too seriously, right? But I think that it is fair that when something like this develops, mm-hmm. it's not a wait and see thing, right? It's a time for action and time to get it out, mm. right? And we saw it pass preliminary and primary testing, right? Obviously, it wasn't tested on pregnant women or anything mm. like that, but we still made it uh, publicly accessible and usable. For the federal workforce, something that's important to this country to actually actively survive, we took the actionable steps to you know get it rolled out, mm. right? And then after we realized that it wasn't that big of a deal, we drew it back. 
I mean, what are the negatives to getting well, the I mean, rolling it, I'd say, like, making it available versus mandating it, I think, is two different things. Well, if you give them the option, sure. I think that's fine. But saying, okay, quit your job or take this medicine, like... Well, yeah, I mean, it makes, but it makes sense, though, right? So, like, for example, let's say, like, let's... Say, let's fundamentally, before we go any further, do you believe that the vaccine mandate should never be a thing for the federal government? Uh, for specifically like the COVID vaccine, fundamentally, or, on or fundament, like mm. that's interesting. You'd probably say no, right? I, I'm conflicted because I understand like the reason for it. Exactly. If we use federal employees, that fuck shit up. But at the same bad. time, like yeah. it's like forcing like medical procedures in general. We already do which, that. Though. I know we already do that. Yeah, we do it with, I think, uh, Hep C, right? Uh, as well as, uh, what's the one? Um, HPV. For, is it at federal employees? Uh, yeah. Or just, oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I know they do it with, like, their vaccine for, for like, kids. Mil- for military and stuff like that. I was saying, like, kids, you have to get it in if you, you, I don't if you want to go to school. Or you, you can get a religious it's, exemption. It's not HPV for school. It's, um... I, I don't uh, There's some vaccines. Rubella, yeah. Yeah, MMR yeah. and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. tetanus, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, um, So you believe those should be mandated? Yeah, I mean, they seem effective in their policies. I don't okay. see any. I know there are criticisms. We can talk about RFK later. He has plenty of criticisms <laughs> for vaccines. Yeah. Um, All right, sure. But um, I didn't even like his freaking dad or whatever his name is, John F. Kennedy. I hate that guy so much. It's like right. unreal. John, or you mean the like, like the uh, original? You don't like JFK? I hate JFK. I would like JFK, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> we should talk about it. <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we don't have the time. I mean, we'll, we'll be here we, for two days. We will have the time to um, what was I gonna say? Oh, now I I'm sorry for lost. You, bro. Okay, so That's so no, no, no. Oh, do so, you so, believe it should be federally mandated? Uh, fundamentally, like, do you believe that uh, there should never be a case in which the federal government makes it so workers have to get vaccines? You'd probably say no, right? I'd say if it is made like apparent upon getting the job, you need to get these vaccinations, mm-hmm. and there is considerable evidence to prove that the vaccinations are safe. Mm-hmm then fine that's the terms you agree to when when you get the job Mm -hmm. but if it's in the case of covid specifically i think it's you have these people who didn't sign up for this Mm -hmm. and now you have a vaccine which personally i don't think had the vetting necessary to you know just be like oh you have to take this what vetting do you think would have been appropriate for it just i mean the time it takes to perform those kind of trials on medicines what's the standard is i think it's like 10 years something like that i'm uh, not it's, yeah it's like 10 years for um like existing pathogens that's what it is so what? would it not be even more for novel pathogens no i mean i don't like i don't see the, why the, it pres- would... the precedent speaks for itself how so uh, well, for example, when we saw the uh, testing, I think it was for polio. It was not 10 years. It was, uh, I think, rolled out in one. <laughs> I mean, wasn't that like when they first started coming out with vaccines, though? Uh, I think before that we had... Um, no, I think that actually was like, the first case. Because, uh, I mean, like, current standards yeah. is, like, around 10 years. Sure, yeah. So if it takes 10 years for a standard vaccine, mm-hmm. you know, a new vaccine, whatever... Now it's a virus that we're not really familiar with. Okay, and, what about H1N1? And you want a new vaccine? Yeah. I mean, uh, H1N1, right, it's a flu. Okay, yeah, coronavirus, we have familiar with types of coronaviruses. Sure. Fine. But H1N1 wasn't a mandated vaccine. For the federal government? Was it? I don't think yeah, it should have been. it was, yeah. I, like, I don't... The, what I don't agree with is if you have something that is a, a vaccine or medication or what, what have yeah. you... That is not properly vetted, mm-hmm. and now you're saying 
it's your job or you take this. Yeah. I don't think that's right. If you are a federal employee, you are a servant to the people, right? And you waive elements of some rights because of it, right? I expect our troops, as well as our federal employees and state employees, to first off exist, right? So they're not killed by a virus, right? Yeah. You must exist. Yeah, 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 requirement yeah. You, one. You cannot kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like low tier guy. He killed himself. Yeah. Shoot him. You're under arrest, sir. You know. But uh, but second of all, right? To um, like be safe enough the entire time, right? Like to kind of like exist in this capacity so you can actively do your job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because you are a civil servant, right? That's something you should wave. Should private companies be able to do it? No, mm-hmm. absolutely not, right? Mm-hmm. I will agree with you that 100%, unless we like fully know it's like actively just wiping out population. Mm-hmm. Then in that case, you know, rights are gonna get stepped on. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you would agree, right? Like if there's like something that's like just, you know, R not a 50 and then is mm-hmm. uh, like killing people below 45 to 50 years old, mm-hmm. oh, it's gotta get done, right? But for I think federal and state employees, absolutely, because they're integral to our country's survival, mm. right? That's the way I see it. You waive some of your rights. I see that. You chose that career of public service. But I think, I mean, again, it comes down, I'd say, to the specifics of, is this a case where it was such a dangerous thing that it necessitated them to have and the initial we didn't have these vaccines. And the initial we didn't know, we shot from the hip. And I think right, it was the right but it, decision. We had like a year's worth of data about how deadly this virus was before we had the vaccines. Sure. So I don't think it was a... a at that point, it wasn't a threat that necessitated that you we didn't, mandate vaccines. We didn't want to see any of the personnel loss associated with it whatsoever. That's the reason why we opted to do what we had to But do. I don't think you would have had it like a personal loss that was debilitating or like extreme. Like some people would have died. I think a lot of people but, the administration, like capacity, the older people, like section chiefs and stuff like that would be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. I mean, I think... And keep like, in mind, there's they, a lot of members of the federal workforce that are above 60. I, I think mean, it's like, they would be at risk, but the fact is that they would have the option to take it. Sorry? They would have, like, I'm saying you can give them the option to take it. And if they're afraid, like, you think 100% of them wouldn't have taken it, right? Like, yeah. You know, if if given the option to take this vaccine where, like, people were, tons of people took it because mm -hmm. they were worried. So, when accounting for a breakthrough, right, I think that the best option is to make uh, the most safe environments possible when it comes to our federal employee, state employee, and civil servants, right? We should make it in a certain way where it basically makes it so. We reduce the likelihood of them dying to it, or even you know, furthermore, being put out of work by it. Right? Mm. Did you ever get COVID? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, uh, I never got it, luckily. Right. Oh god. Uh, but I got the vaccine early. Mm. Sponsored by Moderna. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Oh, you got the strong one. Oh, I got the the big. Actually, I got Pfizer, I think, uh, and then I got a Moderna booster. Yeah. I don't know why I did the booster. Whatever microchip they got. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Gates knows where I am at all times. There you but, go. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude, I, you know, by the way, good job, Melinda Gates. 100%. Get the fuck out of there. Oh, like, yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Yeah. With all the stuff I hear is like with his connection. I heard that it was because of his connections with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, That's he was just alleged. such a thug. Like, I, I've I, said this before. Like, Have you ever like, listened to the Microsoft lawsuits and stuff like that? No. Dude, the way these guys like treated their competition was insane. Mm. Like, They had like a phrase or terminology that was something like... Uh, uh, enter, absolve, destroy, or something like that wow. uh, for people that were going to try to get in there. Just right? 100% psychopathic. Yeah, he was like a corporate, destroy. Th- corporate thug, dude. Yeah. I say that every single time. Like, he was just an absolute piece of shit. And, you know, look, I, I 
his charity's okay, right? But uh, <laughs> that, that, that's about it, bro. Like, he can eat it for all I care. I mean, I heard, uh, according to RFK, they're giving these vaccines that were made illegal in the U.S. because of, like, the... Um, oh, I forget exactly which one. I want to say it had to do with deuteria, but there were like problems associated where people were getting sick and they took it off the market in the United States. Mm-hmm. But the Gates Foundation still gives it to people in Africa. I mean, if it's... Uh, how do I put it? Yeah, I'll say it's wrong. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not going to try to play defense for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, so I, try I, to I know you're not a argument. Bill Gates stan. No, you're not I, like, oh, I don't like billionaires, man. I love man. Bill. Yeah, I, um, I love Elon. I love... He's the best. Uh, God, oh my God. Like, did you see this? the new booster lands in solos, bro? <laughs> I mean, those are pretty cool. But, uh, they're uh, cool, yeah, 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 but I mean, like, come on. Like, I'm not going to, like, suck some billionaire's cock all the time. Yeah, no, I mean. Sorry for the French, by the way. I've said fuck I don't know how many times. Going back to it, like... I guess, like, concretely, when you are this person that uh, keeps our government running, right? Mm. And, uh, like, for example, let's say uh, you work for the branch of the, like, you know, social welfare that administers things like uh, EBT and uh, SNAP, right? Mm. Like, uh, thing that things that get food to these people, mm. right? I need you alive. <laughs> like, I see what you're... Uh, it's like, okay, we got to keep this machine running, and, and we so we need risk. to make it so that you are not... But I, I think noting that we had seen what the death rates were mm-hmm. with like a year's worth of data at that time to oh. say that okay like I think there was enough information to know that like the government could take a hit of nobody taking the vaccine and still be workable well the, the thing is is that like I'll even bite the bullet and say it's not even just about the deaths it's about like the out of work time that's going to happen mm-hmm. when a massive spread happens were you in any like um, when you were still in school when it happened right mm-hmm. uh, did you ever go to a party and a super spreader event happened uh, I went to the, uh, I don't know if it was a super spreader event, but I remember the first time I got it was, um, it was during the Super Bowl. How many when people the, do you think went out of work? <sighs> you see now, right? I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how big that crowd was. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying. Like, okay, just people being out of work temporarily for the, for that debilitating. reason. Debilitating. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would say debilitating. Let's say everyone shows like, up to like the central snap headquarters, uh, for administering EBT and snap, right? Mm-hmm. And they all get sick and they hell like. Three quarters of them have to go home. You're saying the whole office shuts down for like two weeks yeah. at the exact same time well, because like, not everybody's there. What happens when you're someone like my girlfriend who lives on federal assistance, right? Mm. Like, oh, fuck, you're going to starve. Mm. You better hope the church has some food ready, mm. right? I see problem. what you're saying. I, but I don't know that it was necessary to mandate it in order to solve that for problem. Federal, for federal employees, Especially yes. if, if yeah. you give them the option, I think... like you, it's. I mean, you can see how many people have taken the vaccine voluntarily. Yeah. I think you could expect the same thing. It's a risk that's from not the worth federal. taking. That's the position of the federal I government. I mean, but there's a myself. risk of mandating a vaccine that's, th- at this point, I would say experimental or not properly vetted. It's a risk that's worth taking to prevent the other risk. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I think that's a point I don't think we're going to agree I don't, on. I, I don't, but I, I, I don't like, think it's that debatable, unfortunately. The, the big thing for me, or sorry, debatable as us like finding an answer to uh, yeah, it. You I, know I, what I mean? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to like say you're wrong or anything. No, like no I understand. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, how did it, it? The resolve of the Democratic Party is that, at the bare minimum, federal employees and state employees and public servants are people that serve this country and are quite literally the cogs on the machine. All right, and if those don't turn, people get fucked. So thus, 
because you know we are the party of the government, right? Like we believe in the government being bigger mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We need to protect it at all costs. Mm-hmm. For private companies and stuff like that, uh, I probably wave. I'd probably say, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't really believe in that stuff whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but for like school teachers and public schools, not private. Mm-hmm. Uh, for like school teachers, for uh, what's the word for it? Like uh, just federal employees, cop, in even state, like state and local as well. Like mm-hmm. I, I think like. For example, like, you know, Jane Caster, our mayor mm-hmm. for Tampa, like she 100% would. I don't even care if she was against it. I'd say put her in a chair. Because <laughs> I, I would think yeah. that, that, like, when it comes to that, it's like, okay, the state's functions should be decided by the state. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, if the state decides to mandate it for state workers, yeah. like, I, I don't think you should mandate it at all. But no, if, I, if that's okay, I think that should be the well, choice that, of the that, state. That, that, sure. Like, okay. Fundamentally, I agree. Mm. Right? Practically, I don't. I like uh, <laughs> that's like the. <laughs> what, the fuck, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, fundamentally, I can say, you know, uh, like it, it should be a decision by and for the people, mm. right? But at the same time, the government needs to be the government, and it needs to exist in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. And hurting its personnel by personal loss and personnel uh, out sick is just unacceptable, right? Like, it's not something that should work. I mean, I could see that maybe for like. You're saying the apparatus in general, but if mm-hmm. like the Florida apparatus fails, but the others stay fine, I mean that's a hit. But it's I don't think the bad. whole union's not going to collapse because of it. You it's, would be surprised, like. Um, and I think that makes it more robust in that you know you have the option to see, okay, is this going to be a problem? If one state goes down and one state doesn't, now you know it's what the not, right it's not a game right option is. I don't want to play with American lives uh, and like experiment in that regard. The only experimentation I'm willing to do is the risk itself of the vaccine, even if it's experimental. That's I mean, it. so you're not going to experiment, but you're willing to experiment? I'm not going to experiment with uh, risk of people just getting fucked, right? Like, fully by it not existing in the first place, right? But I don't think that's necessarily, like, the full risk. I, I like. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think it's like, oh, we're risking the whole country being fucked. I think it's like there are lesser risks, especially, like, with Sorry. states versus yeah, federal. I was hyperbolic there. I think the better word would be... Not fucked, but um, hindered significantly. And that mm-hmm. affects Americans' lives, especially those that are poor. Um, I see what you're saying. I just don't know that it's, you know, the the ends justify the means. Or, like, I, that, I, that's not necessarily correct. Yeah, like, I don't think, I, I don't think the, the, the problem was severe enough to necess- to mean that we have to take that certain risk. I think it was yeah. low enough risk to where it wouldn't have been a problem. And I don't know exactly what they knew, but... From what I can tell, I think they knew enough to say, okay, yeah, this probably they, isn't going to be a big enough problem. They, they, they didn't know that, right? Like, um, international consensus was this, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, that this is going to pose a threat. It's going to um, have a lot of implications for labor and, the you know, like people not showing up to work, uh, as well as um, it can have implications for that uh, of, like, individuals. Uh, but weren't like we the leader of international opinion? Wasn't everybody going off of pretty much what we said, and then you had people who disagreed, uh, like, like Sweden? Because, uh, I mean, everybody's saying, like, oh, Sweden, they didn't do anything, and now they're that, fine. That, that's not even true. Like, like they, they did do a lot. They just didn't do lockdowns. That was, like, the only thing. And we shouldn't have done lockdowns either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was definitely hitting the panic button. And I would say that was, like... But, I mean, wouldn't it be hitting what, the panic that's button? That's what a little bit, yeah. Go ahead. Because, I mean, I'm just saying, like... Like you're saying, oh, the yeah, lockdowns so, are panic button, but the vaccines aren't yeah, panic so, buttons. Yeah, like, so well, they, think- they, they both are, right? It's just that one's more, more worth pressing than the other, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, one of these can actively prevent uh, the government from fully shutting down, and one of them is actively shutting the government 
down, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, and like, I, I, I'm sure you've seen it, right? Like, did you ever know anybody that lived out of state, like out of Florida during the uh, coronavirus? Uh, no, I mean, I knew people who were from out of state dude, in Florida, but I didn't know anybody who's living. Hearing the stories of lockdown up there, because we didn't have it, right? Like, we had, like, I think yeah. two weeks, right? It was, it was that, and that was a federal lockdown. Yeah, yeah. something like that. When the DeSantis didn't do the decision to do it, but everyone I know that did actually do it, uh, they couldn't go outside or anything, and their economies were just fully destroyed, right? Yeah. So that panic button is something I'm not willing to do unless mm. the cost of American life is just so great, right? Mm. But for vaccines, it's a panic button I'm willing to click in that case in regards to the government actually still being able to fully operate, right? I only believe it should be mandated for that of state, local, and federal police. Well, that's where I think we disagree is like, is, is the cost so much that it's worth pressing that button? Yeah, I think I so. think that's where it's like, okay, I say no, yeah. you say yes. I think so. So here, I'll give you some like examples, I guess like evidence here, right? So mm-hmm. um, I used to keep up with uh, a chat site called Weibo. Uh, Weibo. Are you familiar with mm-hmm. it? Yeah, the Chinese. The Chinese yeah. yeah, so I used to be like really into China for a while. Um, <laughs> I was just like obsessed mm-hmm. with it because it's this uh, system that actively like just works in complete opposition to international markets, mm-hmm. right? And somehow still develops, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it's like a thuggish state, right? Like, yeah, uh, I'm curious what you mean by like opposite of international. Like, what uh, do you mean there? Well, it, it, domestically, it doesn't have a marketplace. Right, mm. uh, it's like all state provided, but internationally it engages in capitalism. Mm. That that's interesting to me, mm. right? Like, uh, they're the first socialist country or communist country, whatever you call it, to finally figure it out that mm. you can't close yourself off from the world, mm. right? Because you will just get fucked every single time, right? Mm. You won't have the ability to like become a creditor, for example. Mm. You won't have the ability to take out a loan, etc. Right? And furthermore, trade grows your international relations as well. Right, mm. so it, it just really works out for them. But anyway, I was looking at um, I think it was Hunan province for a while when um, the coronavirus pandemic broke out. Right, and the thing that was really intriguing to me was there's this guy that said, "Where are the police?" And then someone commented, "They're all sick." Right, mm. and massive looting happened in Hunan. Mm-hmm. Right, that's unacceptable. Mm. Right. And uh, I don't know how long... Do you know when Sinovax came out? No. No, I, I don't know either. But when the Chinese released Sinovax, which, you know, granted, it wasn't non-mRNA, mm-hmm. right? Um, when that was released, I think they made it so all... Obviously, it's China. So, like, you mm-hmm. know, everybody had to get it. But the first people I got were state employees. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, though, because they dragged their feet on the vaccine in terms of uh, they just weren't up to snuff on the technology to do it mm-hmm. uh, for M- mRNA research, um, that to me, I said, this cannot happen in this country whatsoever, mm-hmm. right? It, like, imagine where we have such war, uh, massive amounts of uh, labor drought occurring, mm-hmm. right? And then I said, I don't have to imagine. I can look at Hunan. Right, so that that that's my proof, right? Mm. Like, um, because I got to see a system where they didn't play ball with it whatsoever, mm. and that's the reason why I said, look, you know, now do I believe the COVID thing should uh, like be still mandated? No, mm. right? Because we're fully, I think, um, enough people have gained the immunity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it was first happening. And we didn't have a full clear picture, as well as uh, the uh, rate at which it was spreading, mm. right? Because it's dying down now, I'm sure you would agree. Mm. Um, 
despite what they tell you. Like, I, I don't believe in you. Like, or, I mean, like, yeah, I think it's just become, like, the common cold now at this point yeah. where it's, like, it's still there, but, like, people yeah. aren't as, like, oh, yeah, you know. I think when it first happened, it was the right call to make. Mm-hmm. I think it was, like, us saying we are going to protect our people by protecting our government mm-hmm. because that government serves the people. So that was that was my big thing. Okay, right? I have, yeah. like I understand. Yeah, what I just want to make sure you understand the position. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I mean, it's not unreasonable at all. Yeah. So what's um, the other stuff you want to talk about? The you said uh, unions. Yeah, yeah. So from what I've heard, like on the news, is like there was a big like a railroad strike oh, yeah. upcoming, yeah. and so Biden forced through the agreement that was more on the side of the I railroad companies. I fully disagree companies. with this decision. I'm uh, absolutely against it. Joseph R. Biden is a complete cuck for doing it. Yeah. So he's not the most pro-union president. Oh, absolutely ever. not. No. <laughs> uh, I I don't think any. Union, or any president in the country's history has been pro-union. Like, mm. uh, God, like, have you ever read about Reagan's Patapska? Uh, Don't know bus? what Patapska is. Uh, it was, I think it was Patapska was the one that was for the. Um, <laughs> this is crazy. Get ready. So Patapska, I think, was this union for air traffic controllers, mm-hmm. and the air traffic controllers, uh, I think, are um, federally financed in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and they decide to go on strike. Uh, their God-given right to, mm-hmm. as well as their government-given right to. Mm-hmm. And Reagan fired every single member of the Patapska Union and replaced them with the military. <laughs> oh, my God. He's <laughs> just like, I'm not playing your game. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> and by the way, he blacklisted all of them from future employment. Oh, my God. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not, there's no spin on this. Like, you could ask anybody that was back. Like, ask your mom later, actually. I mean, yeah. she'll, she'll probably tell you, dude. Like, it, it was insane. That's, <laughs> Everyone was, like, so blown away that it actually happened because, like, that. Patapska called his bluff. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying they had it coming, but uh, they should have known when they were fucking with one of the most conservative presidents I mean, in the yeah. country. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say it was like, all right, we got to keep this working. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to play any fucking games. Like, just look, fucking- look, I'm in favor of some busting at times for mm, unions, right? Mm. When it, it, like, actually just destroys everything, mm. right? But blacklisting these people? Yeah. Oh, my God. No, there's definitely, like, yeah. moderation needs yeah. to... That's just like, all right, yeah. you're not going to work, fine. But, no. like, not, a, you know, keeping so, them from having further employment. Yeah, no. so with Biden and... Um, uh, it's the Amtrak workers, right? If I recall correctly. Sure. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> with them, you know, it's disappointing, right? Like, mm-hmm. we are a party of labor, right? Like, uh, the working class uh, used to be our main electorate until mm-hmm. uh, we isolated them by calling them racist and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could get into that if you want. But Yeah, because, like, I, I, I don't know that you're... You're not what I would say is like what people think are like the the demonic Democrat. Like, no. you know, like yeah. when people have, like, if a Republican says, has in their idea of a Democrat or the Democrat no, has yeah. their idea of a Republican, yeah. that idea is not what yeah. that party is. I, I like to call myself a disappointing Democrat. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't really fit the narrative at all mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. Like, um, I'm an anti-communist, mm-hmm. right? And I'm an anti-fascist. Those are the two mm-hmm. things I always say. Do I believe Trump was a fascist? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Right? I believe that. Uh, he was a little bit of a goober. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little gooby there. Yeah, yeah, a little bit gooby there, but uh, that's about it. Like, um, to me, the number one thing that matters is the people of this country, mm-hmm. right? This government in this country is made by and for them, mm-hmm. as uh, Lincoln said at uh, Gettysburg, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, doing things like uh, scratching out strikes immediately instead of conceding to demands on that front, or at least trying to, like, broker at the table. And it's pretty fucked up. It's mm. wrong. Um, I'm not sure what the Biden administration has done with these people's employment. Mm. Um, but if they did mass fire, uh, 
obviously there's no one else I can really vote for in good conscience. Um, I was going to say, like, like I mean, thinking about Trump, or do you think, we won't go there yet, um, but, like, the primary, do you think Biden should yes. be forced to debate, yes. be forced to run in a yes. primary? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah he's Even if King RFK is appointed he's as the... <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I'm curious, like, I would wonder what his likability would be. It would be bad. Um, <laughs> just as somebody who, like, I... I don't want to vote for Joe Biden, but I don't want to vote for Trump hey, either. People like that guy would make like voter turnout in California just so low. It's like unreal. Yeah. Like, I, but like, I think the current state is right now, it's like they're both betting that, I mean, like I, I think Trump has sort of like a positive push behind him, but I think the main reason for Biden is just he's not Trump. And so if you put uh, yeah. anybody who's like, all right, you have the he's not Trump factor and people also don't think he's geriatric, that's, yeah. that's a double whammy right there. I, I think we've actually passed, uh, with a lot of the legislation, we, we're past that stage of he's not Trump anymore. Because I will agree with you, in 2020, that was 100% the reason why he got mm. elected, right? People were t- sick and tired of Donald Trump, mm. right? Like, uh, the COVID stuff really, really, really hurt him. Mm. Um, and uh, as well as, like, failure to deliver on promises was, like, mm. a big issue. Like, uh, did the wall... I don't think the wall actually, like, fully got up, right? Uh, I, I know they built parts, and then yeah. I think Biden put a stop to it, but that's, you know, don't no, hold me to that I, exactly. I think he actually almost finished it recently. Oh, did, Biden finished it? Democrats finished it? hate illegal immigration. <laughs> which which president deported the most illegal immigrants, you know? Obama? Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had the, like, the camps that they were oh, talking about. Dude, he, yeah. uh, it's crazy. Like, we, I mean, we can talk about immigration, too, because yeah. I think that's a, a the common trope is like, Democrats will just let anybody in this country. Nah, 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 it's nah. like, I mean, you know, you got to let up. We need those workers, especially yeah. they're willing to do jobs people don't want, nah, but nah. I don't think it should be illegal immigration. The, yeah, we. the thing I say, I kind of like, uh, I hate Marco Rubio, but he was in the Gang of Eight that um, introduced uh, easier pathways into American immigration. Mm. I just think we need to ease it. Like, um, yeah. similar to that of like, Dude, even as far back as like the 40s, I think was like the immigration status we need to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the illegal circumstance in which we do it now uh, is ineffective and just makes people immigrate illegally. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I kind of want to talk about the human trafficking stuff. But I also don't because uh, I'm a little bit skeptical of um, the uh, what's the word for it? The scale, right? Mm. Um, because I think the Republicans blow that out a proportion a lot, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I can't say specifically. I think yeah. a situation yeah. where you're having people who aren't being accounted for legally and they're yeah. being put in the hands of these like cartels who are getting them across, I think that makes it a breeding ground for human trafficking. Yeah. Uh, the scale of it, I, you know, yeah, I can't say. Okay. I know recently yeah, was... there was like... Um, did you hear about that cleaning company yes. who had, I don't remember where, yeah. I, I want to say that. Arizona, right? I think so. I don't remember uh, what country they were from. It wasn't Mexico. It was like... Oh, Guatemala. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, or El yeah. Salvador. And yeah. that's the one. Yeah. Um, and they just, they brought them over illegally, gave mm-hmm. them a bunch of fake papers and forced, the, forced them to work for cheap and, yeah. you know, beat yeah. them and stuff like that because it's like, all like, right, we'll just right. turn you into ICE. We, we, we should, like, here's my position, right? I'll give you uh, the one I give, right? Uh, first off, uh, we need to finance border control significantly more. Mm. Right? It does not have enough money whatsoever and does not have the personnel. Mm. Uh, border patrol agents need to be paid more uh, mm. in the first place. I think they make around like uh, 70. Uh, they need to make 90 at the very least. Right? Mm. That will really get people coming in. And then finally, um, you know, uh, 
Look, I, we got to complete the wall now. Like, I mean, like it's there, and we're not going to let that investment just go to You don't waste. sound like a Democrat. No, like, <laughs> it, it's like, the, look, like, do I think the wall was fucking dumb? Absolutely. Like, it was just such a. It it, it does not curb the illegal immigration like people think it does. Mm. You know how the majority of illegal immigrants come to the country, right? Well, by boat, <laughs> by plane. Yeah, they overstay. Really, by they, plane. Yeah, they overstay their visas. Huh. Yeah, that's what it is. Almost like all the time. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's curious. Yeah. I think that's completely over. Uh, that's that's what it is. Almost all the time. The, the southern border, it's a crisis because it's not necessarily the scale that's happening because it's not like blown out. Like it's not like hundreds of thousands of uh, people, right? Mm -hmm. But what it is, is it's just the, the reason why it's a crisis is because of the communities on the border having to bear the brunt of those people coming in, mm -hmm. right? And like them just being homeless and stuff like that because a lot of them don't have anywhere to go. Right? Yeah. Uh, or they're trying to get to places where they know people where they can live with, right? Mm -hmm. Like um, uh, I worked with a younger child in a previous job um, whose family was illegal. Uh, I found that out <laughs> right as I was quitting. It sucked. Um, but uh, his family like stayed in, I think, Tucson for like uh, two months or mm -hmm. something. And then they finally, I think they like walked <laughs> like over to... Ouch. That's... Yeah. Or like they, they like hitched trains and stuff like that mm -hmm. afterwards. So, but um, that's, that's the crisis we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. The human trafficking stuff, it needs to stop and we need to like get those funding for it right mm -hmm. for the wall i mean look like i said earlier right just fucking complete the investment at this point yeah like, uh, it's it's there it will curb some right but the, the bigger thing is it needs border patrol which republicans cut in the 90s keep mm -hmm. in mind it sucks yeah i, I mean did trump up it though i don't know like oh he did yeah yeah he, he did i think he um he kind of like broke the party on that because uh, the reason why the Bush administration pursued border control was terrorism and stuff mm -hmm. like that. It wasn't because of you know illegal immigration. That was not the main concern. Mm -hmm. But uh, where it really started picking up was, um, I think, with the Clinton administration uh, because before, uh, I think it was like Senator Bob Dole, he recently died, uh, he was like cutting it like... <laughs> by like 70 percent or something oh, like that and that was common republican position back then keep in mind right isn't that mm. crazy like uh because it was seen once again government job it's like a government thing it's not doing the job well or it just you know it's getting too much money and then now we see the kind of consequences of that right mm. so that's how i feel about the immigration stuff uh as for mm. biden's mental acuity um he's the man man you know yeah 100 is he the man <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah he he knows where he is at all times except when he says he doesn't right so <laughs> So like, but you're okay with that? Yeah. Why? Because every policy he's passed is coherent. I mean, for the most part. I just, I think that. I, I don't think they're string pullers. I think he's. Well, I think his staff does stuff, and then he just kind of checks off stuff. He's not. I don't think he's really he's there. Like, I think he makes us look weak. He's fired a lot of staffers. Like especially if, like you have him meet like another nation's leader and they're talking and he's kind of like oh what's going on he's, like that's embarrassing have you ever listened or have you ever like read the stuff from the associated press about his meeting with Zelensky? Mm -mm. <laughs> i think you would like it he said uh Zelensky, um interrupted him and he said mr president we need uh more missiles we need more guns we need all these things mm -hmm. and biden stamped his hand on the table and said the american people have been very generous with you mr Zelensky." Mm -hmm. Acuity, right there. Like, like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. We can get into Ukraine. Are you pro Ukraine? Of course. Or? Yeah. Yeah. I am. Why? 
uh, just geopolitical, strategic stuff. Yeah, I don't really care about the morality of it. I mean, so what is, so what is the strategic? Because I think the arguments I always hear it's is Russian mor- morality. It's a Russian containment. Yeah, like um, do they need to be contained at this oh, point? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, they made measures to go into Syria. They've already uh, made uh, measures to go into now Niger with all the uh, stuff with ECOWAS happening mm. uh, after the coup that happened in Niger. Yes, and all the Wagners and yeah, yeah, and uh, they're trying to spread their influence again. Look. Uh, I really hope this doesn't come back to bite me in the ass in the future if I run for office. But um, I'm going to like uh, say something that's a little bit more lefty than usual, right? NATO was built for two reasons. It was to defend Europe from the Soviet Union and to contain it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't like saying that. But, uh, but the Soviet Union's gone. Yeah, and the Russian Federation exists, and it's still trying to expo- export its... Um, you know polit- politics but yeah. isn't it containment of communist ra- communism rather than so. whatever yeah, you would call it's, the it's current- always been an anti-western state yeah like this thing that exists that um still acts as a, a force that wants to grow its power yeah like i mean what because because like, there's something curious like why is russia evil what is uh, well, you know I, I don't think they're evil i don't like using that word i, I think that they're doing what all states do uh-huh yeah like they but we just don't want them doing it well, I mean, we're two states contesting over each other, right? Like, mm. we're in a battle for dominance. Um, I mean, get, but I, yeah. I, they, their economy is so small compared to ours. Are, sure. are they really a competitor? I can see, like, maybe we, containment of China, but I don't see... We don't, don't want them more. rising to the same level, and we should pursue China, containment with China as well, which we do. So, oh, we're starting to So, it's just anybody who might be a threat to us. Absolutely. But why yeah. do we pursue any containment with India or the uh, UK they, or Germany? We... Um, well, we, with UK and Germany, we politic with them so that they're uh, providing enough for us and we're providing enough for them to where they I'm can... Like goofy. They, <laughs> they, can um, they can grow, but not grow as big as us. Right? So why don't we do that with Russia? <clears throat> um, because the main issue is that the Russian Federation said no. <laughs> Uh, like they, uh, we told them not to invade uh, Abkhazia in Georgia, and they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we told them not to invade um, a little little landmass off of Ukraine, um, Crimea, Crimea, and they did. Uh, they uh, regularly uh, got intervened in uh, Syria, which was against our interests. So since they won't listen to us, then we gotta yeah, we gotta fuck them up. Absolutely, okay. it's the same way. It's like like listen, okay. It, Containing communism wasn't an ideological thing. It was always about power, right? Like, mm. America benefits from being this, like, massive nation, right? Mm. We get cheaper products. Uh, we have, like, uh, significantly more diplomacy that's engaged with nations. Uh, we have, like, more training, more technology that comes in, right? When you're top dog, you really benefit a lot, mm-hmm. right? And uh, that's a natural consequence of it. And we give countries the opportunity to come into our pact, and they have to lose, you know, some elements of like uh, trade or something like that. But what's the thing that we'll do? We'll protect the shit out of you, right? Mm-hmm. Like this country will go crazy. And we're doing this with a non-NATO member. Keep in mind, right? Yeah, that's why I don't see like it's like we owe them nothing. Why are we giving them? Yeah, we, we, why we are we, we wasting we so much money? Anything. It's not about. It's not about a morality thing. It's never been. Right. Mm. It's always been about exertion of power. Right. It's been about. Well, I think that's definitely not what the I would say the Democratic Party proclaims, well, and even like many Republicans as no well, because they're both it. very yeah, pro-war. Like, well, I think that the reality is is that um, Americans need to wake up to uh, the circumstance right now and recognize the benefits that they get out of the system in the first place. And to me, I would say that. I'm worried that we're kind of blowing our load, though, over on Ukraine when Taiwan is still a situation, especially with our supplies so low. You could say, oh, it's a reason to spin up supplies. They haven't requested any, like, anything on the scale of Ukraine. That's the reason why we haven't done it. 
A Taiwan? Yeah, they have. I'm saying like in preparation because it's not going to be like, oh, we immediately can supply these things. Like these things take like years to spin up. So if Taiwan becomes a situation, it's going to take a while before we can actually, you know, go at them full force. We already are though. We have the seventh fleet that it routinely, um, you know, patrols uh, areas north of the South China Mm. Sea, uh, as well as like cooperates with Japan and Korea that we still fund to the, like the fucking teeth, right? For like military expenditure. We're trying to encourage the Japanese to actually uh, start an army again. uh, That would be in violation of the treaty, but we don't care anymore. Like, Mm. like, they're not the Imperial Japanese Army anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they reformed, um, and uh, we are making those measures. It's just it's not as apparent because you know we see the war in Ukraine. We don't see the impending flashpoint with China, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, but we actively fund the Taiwanese. Like, I mean, we did some pretty crazy stuff. Do you remember when Pelosi went over there? Yeah, she pissed them off. Yeah, that was like. I mean, let's let's be like, bipartisan here. That was a good move, right? I don't know that it was. I, we should kind of like we have to show our resolve. I see it. Yeah. yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. We, 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 I don't we know. Can't like, let these guys fuck with us. Like that's no. that's the reality of it. And we can't especially let them fuck with Taiwan, right? Those are our guys, right? Mm. We they they have a, we have an obligation to them, right? Not a moral one, a strategic and legal one, right? Mm. We've made the pacts with them. We've told them that we'll defend them till the very end, mm. right? And I will spill American blood for Taiwan, and I'm sure that you'd probably be in the same position as well. Because if we don't stop them at Taiwan, Hawaii is fucking next, 100%. I mean, I like spilling blood for Hawaii, of course. Yeah. But for Taiwan, a different nation that's you know. I mean, we're only doing it why so we can like keep our chips secure. Like, is it's, it? It's more than just that, bro. Like, they are currently the Chinese nation's in an inward-facing uh, phase, right? Everything that they do is for domestic production, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, they engage in international markets, they do trade, and they massively boost their economy, right? Like, they've gone from third world to first, like, uh, I think in, like, the last 20 years, yeah. right? Um, as a result of that, um, they're going to start having, like, imperial ambitions, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, because that's a natural step for a country that's fully developed now. Right, mm-hmm. like uh, we need to get more resource allocation, so we don't have like a, a massive economic collapse. Uh, Again, I don't think you said here. You don't sound like a Democrat to Absolutely me. Just to note, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of um, like people say I sound like a psychopath when I talk about this, but like uh, no, you sound like you work in the government. Yeah, percent. <laughs> like, I, I like to be honest with my politics. I don't mm-hmm. like to sugarcoat it at all. Right. Um, no, it's an interesting point though. Like this is explicitly like no, we are trying to be the top dog and this is what you have to do it's 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 called the unipolarity that's the word for it right we want the united states to be the main polar entity in the world right the like the we want to stay on top correct yeah like there are multiple hegemonies within it right Mm -hmm. russian federation united states france britain germany um china right etc right but uh there needs to be like a principal actor that exists above all of them right Mm. and we as americans i mean we just we benefit from it so much, dog. Is there no concern that this sort of need for dominance could, like, be the reason for a nuclear conflict? Uh, I don't think so, no. I mean, like, um, we already have, like, sorry, it could, actually, I'll be honest about it. Yeah, uh, it could. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the reality is that the risk is extremely minimal. Yeah. Is it minimal? I mean, I don't, like... Especially thinking about Russia now, I know they threaten it a lot, and that could just be you know dogs barking against Ukraine, not not against the United States. Yeah, yeah. But 
that's sort of like just by proxy i mean i think it's the beginning of something now it's sure. like oh we use nukes here why don't we use nukes there especially if they end up succeeding in ukraine via the nukes yeah uh, or if they you know there's like maybe there's a mishap and they hit a nato country that's more of a fringe case but like here's my question do you, do you think we shouldn't have done containment with the soviet union because it's the same thing that people said about us if we keep doing containment we're going to be nuked hmm. i don't know like uh, because to me containment is like okay if you're it's an ideological thing right yeah it seems like okay people are anti-communist now now that you're saying like dominance though sort of like that, that's loyalties what that's what it's all about that's that you know that's something that i hadn't thought about it really? like that before i mean like because it's like oh if this country in south america wants to be communist let them be communist and we can still do trade yeah. with them um, and then we can kind of maintain the dominance that way, but still have them be communist. But I think you're implying that it's like if you become communist, you are now aligning with the Soviet Union yeah. and against the United Correct. States. And that's why we got to fuck with you. That's why that's the reason why the United States pursued its ambitions in South America and like mm. overthrew all those countries. There's this thing I learned in school. Um, believe it or not, my political science degree actually did work for me. Believe it or not, I was going to say like, I, I love it. Yeah, it's I was the only person in class that. Liked it and actually cared about Pay the subject. Attention. Yeah. There's this thing that we call a stag hunt. So um, three hunters are out and uh, they're hunting for a stag. It requires all three of them to kill it, right? Mm -hmm. um, but due to the rules of uh, like the uh, general anarchistic geist that people have in them, one of the hunters sees a, uh, a rabbit and he can kill it and feed himself with it, right? So now the two hunters are at a predicament, right? They have no rabbit and they need three people to kill it, right? So what do they do? They threaten him. They coerce him into hunting with him. Hmm. Right? That is the way international systems work. Right? Everyone can get a slice of the pie. Some can get bigger or small. Right? But those that try to deviate get in, get in trouble. Hmm. Yeah. It's not. It's not necessarily. Uh, there's like another good thing about this. Uh, I'll give you one more international relations example. Have you ever heard about the Million Dialogue? Mm -hmm. So um, in the Peloponnesian War, uh, where Sparta and Athens were fighting each other, there's this little island called Melos, and it's like in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. And it exists, and uh, it's like kind of like a city-state that just kind of does its own thing, mm -hmm. right? And the Athenians show up, mm -hmm. and uh, they tell the Melians, uh, here's the real deal thing. You have to pay tribute, and you have to get involved in the war with us. Mm -hmm. And the Melians say... Well, you know, we believe that it is within our right to not do it, mm -hmm. right? And furthermore, the gods have sided with us, and we have ancestry to the Spartans, and they'll come bail us out. And the Athenians are surprised, right? Because for the first time, someone's saying no, but not in a resistive capacity, mm. right? And they say, well, we're surprised by this, right? Uh, never have we met a nation who has boldly told us that they believe that there's a independent right to non-conflict. Mm -hmm. I want you to take a guess what happened next. They attacked them. Uh, they killed every man on the island and they imprisoned all the women and children. <laughs> okay. The, the example and the relevance is that nations that refuse to participate as well, so not just deviating nations like in the stack hunt, right? Mm. Nations that refuse to participate also get in trouble. Does that make sense? Get in trouble is definitely putting it lightly. Yeah. yeah they, okay, so this is not... Uh, You've never conceptualized this before? No, this is not... They don't talk about it. It's like a whole new page, Engineers right? don't talk about yeah, it. Yeah. 
I'm just like, I wonder how much weight we could put on that piece of metal. Yeah. Oh, five. All right, what? that's cool. Yeah. Holy shit. Did some, you hear about the new superconductor, bro? That's a nice, bro. It's pretty good. It conducts super good. <laughs> no, it's... Um, Tell me your thoughts. Um, I think it's like I'm seeing... So, I, feel, I feel like I'm like going from like oh la la moral land to like no 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 yeah. you shoot these fuckers yeah like despotism like it's 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 not like yeah it's, and it's like oh right versus wrong it's like I want to win it is savage competition period so do you know what you would be ideologically considered in the theory of international relations a dumbass a liberal uh, yeah <laughs> to be like what oh, in mor- favor of morals moral yeah uh, like uh, liberals assert that there are such things as human rights. Mm. There are no such thing as human rights. Human rights, <laughs> human rights are granted by states, right? Uh-huh. Uh, or you know, by God or something like J-Dog. that. J-Dog. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, they are things that are granted by governments that proceed over their populations, right? Mm. They aren't these things that actually exist, right? Mm. Like, uh, you know, there's nothing that can protect me. There's nothing that manifests itself there, right? These are constructions by humanity, right, to, you know, keep civilians at bay or to keep its citizens at bay, right? Like, the reason why rights happen, like, why did why did we secede, right, like, mm-hmm. from the United Kingdom, right? Why did we declare independence? Because we weren't being, like, taxation without representation. Mm-hmm. We weren't being protected from the Native Americans that well, right? Mm-hmm. We still had to deal with the French ambition all the time, right? And then they, you know, they worked with us. But those rights were extended to us because that's something that the population demanded. And we went to war for it, right? So they weren't given, they were taken. 100%. I mean, because I, I've had the thought before of like, you know, we live in anarchy. It's just... You are a realist. Like, you are a realist like me, man. From anarchy, we decided maybe we should build it. It's like we live yes. in the wild and then we build a house because that shit sucks. Absolutely, Eric, dude. Like, like this is like the, the greatest thing I've ever heard. You were the first person to actually fully say it out loud that I've ever but met. It's, it's, People are afraid to say it. I don't... <laughs> But I want it to be la la. Yeah, I want yeah. it to be like no, no. no people no, are people, you know. No, we'll see the world. It's no, like no. I'm going to shoot you and take no, your food. Shut the fuck up. It's, like, it's, it's it's either you are the Athenian or you're the Melian, right? Mm. Uh, that's it. Like, or or you're the the rabbit hunter. Yeah. Wow. And what happens to one and two and three? <laughs> that's kind of changing like how I think about the world. Oh, yeah. Just because like I don't just like driving. You know, it's like, do I let this guy in? It's like, yeah. I want to be in front. It's yeah. like, no, you know, maybe they're having a bad day. Let them in. It's like, I mean, like ego gets in the way. Yeah, well, it's like, I guess you don't get jack shit for that. I mean, yeah. maybe they'll do something nice for you, sure. but it's just kind of like, they'll pay it forward. If you're something. trying to get there first, yeah. this is not a like, yeah. oh, you do something nice. They'll do it bad. They're like, oh, yeah. thank you. Fuck you. Like, no, it's yeah. not a, a lot of liberals believe in the liberal theory of international relations a lot of the time. And I just. I kind of gawk at them. Just right? let them do what they want. Uh, they, they, no, they're like, oh, like, you know, like, for example, they're like, we must defend freedom in Ukraine. It's like, dude, Ukraine is like almost a despotic third world shithole that mm-hmm. like barely has any rights really going on in it, right? Mm-hmm. It has a massive uh, sex trafficking problem. Its government uh, has a big far right problem. And if mm-hmm. Zelensky loses the war, he'll probably be killed on national television by Nazis. So don't be telling me this entire time that this is about like uh, rights and stuff like that, right? It's about love. Yeah, or it's like, <laughs> what is it? Oh, dude, like this is like the worst thing ever. So uh, do you know what the Winter War was? It was like Finland versus Russia in the 30s uh tell me about it okay so this is like so crazy um 
so the Finns fought the Soviet Union, right? And uh, the liberal press was out there saying, look at these freedom fighters, right? They're going out there and they're doing the right thing. They put Russian children into concentration camps and had, they were literally aligned in members of the Nazi, uh, like, alliance system. So, yeah, no, like, like do, do not be giving me this shit. Because right? I was it's always over. thinking, like, the Finns are tough motherfuckers. Uh, they, they, all, they, are, they are, right? <laughs> they, they picked a side to get them, like, uh, to win. And yeah. like, I guess it worked a little bit. Yeah. But they also lost all of Karyala, right? So, like, don't give me that, right? Like, this is the thing I'm talking about. This is the thing I really hate with international liberals, right? They always do this thing where they presuppose existence of things like rights, the uh, presupposed existence of morality in world affairs and in like global politics, when in reality they can't actually use them as proofs, right? They just say it should be that way. I mean, just wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> just the whole just like, no, fuck you. It's... Yeah. it's, it's it's like you want to lose or you want to win or not. 100. percent It doesn't. It. If you don't win, yeah. you lose. And so many leftists are liberals in this regard, right? I would even like say like Stalin. Uh, actually, I don't know. Stalin was Lenin was definitely one though, without a doubt. Yeah, Lenin was like a huge like liberal when it came to international relations. He believed that there's a a fundamental right of working people across the world, right? Mm. And he believed that it existed. And it's like, okay, where is it? Mm. And show me it, right? Yeah, if you, you don't know, make you know, it, it doesn't exist. You know what realists will show you? They'll show you a fucking pistol in your face, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> Give me rights or I'll kill you. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Free, uh, freedom is not given. It no, it's for. not. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <sighs> I mean... I'm more persuaded on Ukraine, I guess. I was definitely anti-Ukraine. I'm like, they're wasting our fucking money defending oh, yeah. these people who don't matter. It's a big investment. Yeah. But it's not. It's Holy shit. Okay. The, the question. So here's like the thing I say for. There's one anti-Ukraine position I support. Right. Or two, actually. The first one is that. Um, what's the threat it poses to us if we uh, surrender a lot of our stockpiles and it hurts our readiness? Mm -hmm. So then like something like China happens and we're not like fully capable. Sure, we can, you know, do like a World War II style like production sequence where we just build the shit out of everything, Mm -hmm. right? But that intermittent period, like that like uh, time lost can just seed so much territory and they could probably take Taiwan and like, like just like that, right? So there's some credence to that, right? But I would argue that I think we'd see the signals right like before and then wartime production would like start like emergency powers would be activated justifiably so like for example if we saw like uh, chinese destroyers off the coast of taiwan you and i would both agree wartime measures like right fucking now right like this has to happen at least for production mm-hmm. right like we need to like start repurposing machines or the uh, factories to get artillery shells boats etc mm-hmm. right and the second one i give is the risk associated with ukrainian victory right what could happen to all these arms that we've uh, given to the Ukrainians? Yeah, right? I figure it's going to be like Iraq or yeah, some shit. Exactly. We could pose a risk of these like uh, Nazi militias uh, just go fucking nuts yeah. or something like that, right? But then the thing I say is that, look, if they do that, send NATO in, right? Because they will attack a NATO actor in, in the process, most mm-hmm. likely. So we'll just invade them, stomp them out afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't give a fuck about Ukraine, like, in that regard. I, 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 I Look, listen, I care about the Ukrainian people, oh. right? Like, and, like, on, like, my, like, religious and, like, you know, like, personal morals, right? Mm-hmm. But on a policy level, give me a break. Like, th- th- this is insane. So you don't, th- you don't feel the need to align your policy with your beliefs? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
not, not always. No, uh, like, like, I, like, there's, wow. there's some, like, when it comes to international politics, no, because that shit doesn't exist. Like, that it, is... it's, it's never been about that. It's never been about right or wrong in international <sighs> stuff. Why do you think? Let me ask you a question. Why did we get involved in World War II? Uh, the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor. Okay, do you think we should have gotten involved if they didn't? I mean, weren't we just selling weapons to everybody yeah, beforehand? But, but do you think we should have like invaded Nazi Germany afterwards? I guess no. Like, was a f- good deal. Yeah, same boat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, so it's like, like it, we didn't get involved because of that, right? Obviously, look. Would I want the Nazis to lose? Of course. Right? Oh, so you're saying even though we're morally opposed to Nazis, we didn't. We are not going to go over there and die for those fuckers because, no, like, no. I'm not going to go get involved yeah, with that what, shit. Do you think we got involved in the war to save all those Jews? Absolutely not. That's not the way this works. Mm. No, the United States got involved because it was attacked. That was it. And these guys happened to be uh, allies with them, and we we had already politically wanted to get rid of them. We just needed a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how do you how do you make your policy align with your beliefs? So domestically. So domestically, yes, we'll give them rights. Yeah, but abroad, fuck them. Sword comes out. Right so- in there. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. So I, I, I mount my horse. I yeah. guess the only way then to bring rights to everybody is to expand the American Empire and take over I don't the world. Give a fuck about uh, that shit. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, I'm not like an expansionist in that regard. So, but like, like the, the only how states do you I how want. do you align those two things of like people should have rights, but only if they're in my country? Uh, well, pe- sorry. So I fundamentally believe that you know people like should live like good lives on a general basis, right? Mm-hmm. It's just that I'm not going to like uh, go out of my way for my country and like all these taxpayer dollars to go out and like continually save people and stuff like that. Like we don't give aid shipments to Africa based on like a moral a moral sequence, right? We do it as like a means of diplomacy, mm-hmm. right? Like when we gave that food to Venezuela, that was something that was uh, a means of like opening doors for diplomacy with the Venezuelan government so we could get oil contracts and stuff like that, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's kind of like the way it works. We invaded Iraq not because of WMDs, it's because Saddam had to go for the longest time. He was an enemy of the United States and there was this like stupid conservative belief at the time where they believed that if they got rid of Saddam, they could uh, set up this Shia government Right, mm-hmm. that could then exude soft power into Iran and then they could bring down the Iranian revolution. That was that through a Shia government, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so because isn't Iran Shia, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, before uh, Iraq was a Sunni government because uh, Saddam had the Sunni minority that mm-hmm. existed there, and these new conservatives like had this notion and they said that if we get rid of the Sunni government and replace it with a Shia majority, right, then we can have this influence of fellow Shias going into Iran to start influencing the Iranian revolution to try to tear it down. Kind of like how we have friends with some of the Arab states who are influencing the other Arabs to be okay with yes, Israel. Exactly. You get it, bro. Cause I, you are I, like, like by far the smartest fucking person I've ever talked to on this. Yeah. Everyone else doesn't stop, get it. I'm stop. serious. I watch YouTube. So yeah. It's not a big... You ever see Real Life Lore? Uh, no, I haven't. Great channel. Really? They, I, I watched this video about like the whole Persian Gulf. Yeah. And it was talking about how like, yeah, all these little states were like British kingdoms. And then Iraq was, you know, they, they were going after what Nasser did where it was like sort of like a... Um, just like Probably I guess like a, like a fascist yeah, like a, sort of a, a king pan-Arab like uh, view yeah. yeah versus like the religious revolution in Iran versus the kingdom like bath- the religious bathism, right I think that's the word uh, I, it was thrown around in there but I don't know who is Baptist and who isn't Baptist okay. um, 
but yeah, and so and then you have the the Saudi Arabian kingdoms who are like, okay, Saddam is threatening our legitimacy, and yeah. so is Iran because Iran yeah. says it should be a government of religion, and they're not they're allied with the religious Wahhabis, but they're just another tribe. I'm gonna find a quote for something really quick. Uh, keep talking to me about um, it. Yeah. But but yeah, so it was just kind of like, and then all these states or areas in the Persian Gulf that were once controlled by. Uh, the British mm-hmm. were now getting their own freedom, and so it was kind of like all these oil-producing territories were now being handed over to these unstable governments who were kind of fighting with each other. And so it's like, okay, the only reason we went over into the Middle East wasn't to save anybody or wasn't because of terrorism. It was because these governments were going to act like a bunch of assholes, and then they weren't be- they weren't going to sell us any oil. Yeah. And so we were just doing it to secure the supply of oil rather than any moral or, you know, threat to our sovereignty. So let me ask you a question. Uh, do you know why we got involved in the Persian Gulf War, like the first Gulf War? Uh, something with, like, one of the, like, Kuwait, like, Iran, Iraq, Iraq was invaded in Kuwait. Kuwait. Okay, so um, I'm going to give you some history here. All right. History. Iraq consults the United States and says... We are planning to potentially get involved in a conflict with the Kuwaiti government. Mm-hmm. And they made up a reason. They said they were slant drilling. They weren't, but it doesn't matter. They were what? They were slant drilling. It's basically where like, I go on the border and I like uh, mine into your oil wells. Like, across uh, okay, they, I'm, I'm listening. They, I'm straight, straight. Straight. they weren't doing that at all. I want you, when you have the chance, to read this out. This is, their, this is the response the United States gave them. Uh, we have just no. after later. Oh, we have no opinion on your Arab Arab conflicts, such as your dispute with Kuwait. Secretary Baker has directed me to emphasize the instruction first given to Iraq in the 1960s that the Kuwait issue is not associated with America. What did the United States do after Iraq invaded Kuwait? They invaded them. We started the international mission. We started Detroit Shield in Saudi Arabia to start the war. Right. So why why the fuck would we say that then? Because we want to get rid of Saddam, or we want to dilute his power enough so that yeah, his nation would be worthless. So they said we don't care because they wanted them to attack Kuwait. That way we could attack Saddam. So pull, they're like, give us a reason. Pull the rug. Give us a reason no, no, to no, fight no. you. No, they didn't. No, Iraq was trying to get our permission, mm-hmm. and then we said, yeah, we just don't care. And then they did it, and then we said, oh, by the way, we do. So, but were we we didn't like Iraq before this? We were we were upset with Iraq, and we were waiting for a reason so that's to attack the interesting them. Thing they were a really good ally. Uh, Saddam's government was extremely resourceful with the United States. He was suppressing communists uh, in Kurdistan, mm-hmm. uh, as well as um, fighting the Iranians in the Iran-Iraq War, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which was like a big American policy. But did he? Didn't did, he, did Iraq try and take land from Iran, or was it the other way uh, around? I think I forgot who started the war. Probably have to ask your dad. Actually, they gotta make their yeah. names more different. It gets confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Literally one letter. It's crazy. But uh-huh. um, the I think it was the Iraqis that started it because Saddam was like um, saber rattling the entire time. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just like, the long and short is that they're a really good ally, right? But then basically, I think after Iran Iraq, uh, these like neoconservative um, politicians within the White House and within the State Department basically concluded and they said Iraq can't get rid of Iran. Like currently in its state, so let's try this new idea. Hmm. Let's get rid of Saddam. Holy! And so, but okay. So we're like, okay, this tool isn't working. Let's, yeah, let's switch it let's, out let's, for something, let's try new. something new. Yeah. 
Some conspiracy, dude. So what, what, uh, do you know anything about just the politics between us and Saudi Arabia and why we're, like... Why like, we're so tight with them? I mean, haven't they been, like, not picking up Biden's calls and kind of shrugging him off? Uh, yeah, there was, like, um, some periods of that, but we, we broke through and we were... Because aren't they still restricting their oil production? Uh, they were for a while. Uh, they continued, though, as far as I know. Yeah. Producing oil, you mean? Uh, for us, yeah. Like, our, our trade, rather. And we trade with them as well. Because I thought that's one of the reasons why uh, oil prices have been going up is because no, they've been reducing their production no, capacity. No, it's, it's not necessarily that. The United States has... Uh, do you remember when the, the Biden administration started using the strategic reserve? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, we, we still, I think, uh, are doing some of that right now. Uh, it's just right, that, Do you agree with that? Do you think we should uh, be doing that? Yeah, to, like, protect American markets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... I think that's, like, a safe call. I think the Trump administration would have said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reason why the Saudi Arabians did it, though, was because of um, Russian pressure after we got involved in Ukraine. Yeah. Mm. So as a result of that, it basically... But aren't we buddies with the Saudis? How are are we not keeping them from being pressured by the the, Russians? uh, I mean, they have multiple friends. It's Mm. like, you know, imagine someone starts talking shit about you in the room, right? Like, it's it's that type of thing. What do you think about the China brokering uh, the agreement between Iran and Saudi Arabia? Uh, Yeah, that's like an absolute diplomatic nightmare for the United States of America. (laughs) When I saw that, I was like, yeah, Jesus Christ. And then, like, I saw that Israel was like, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, we're also, like, opening up more ties with the Chinese. I was like, this is just, like, the fucking worst. We're like, we gave you so much money. Why are you guys being a little sluts? Yeah, so, like, I think that um, we're going to have to really up the ante and, like, uh, make ourselves significantly more presentable. Uh, so you like, think it's time to give more rather than pull back and say, no, like, all right, you're going to fuck with us. We're not going to give you anything. You, you do not isolate in this situation. No, mm-hmm. we, we live in a geo or we live in a, what's the word for it? Globalist world now. Like, there's nothing we can the do. Globalist. Yeah. You know, <laughs> turn it frogs. Yeah. You know, they're testing a gay bomb. You know, Just, like, it's crazy. They did do it. Both they, of those they, things they, are they, true. They, they, they did do that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> what is it? That, that's like my. What, I, we could talk about that if we ever do. Yeah, I'll talk episode. about Jonesy. Yeah. But um, what is it? Uh, no, you don't. You can't pull out anymore. Right? Mm. Like, it. Everything is just so significant and uh, interconnected on an economic what level, right? Mm. As well as the hegemony stuff, as well as unipolarity, right? Mm. Uh, we're entering multipolarity now because of China, right? Like they're the other hegemon that can contest the United States. We were originally like from the fifties up to uh, the like eighty nine, also in uni- uh, multipolarity, right? But after the Soviet Union fell from nineties to Probably like 2015, 2016, we were a unipolar. We were in unipolar. Mm-hmm. Like the United States was top dog. The economy was relatively good, aside from the housing uh, crash that occurred. Mm-hmm. Right, but we could talk about that if you ever want to. I we're running out of time though. But um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't know how long you want to go. We could go do you want forty-five to do sec- minutes. Do you want to do a second episode? Oh, we could definitely do a second, definitely episode. Do a second episode. I'll wait in a couple of weeks just, you know, oh, we need the variety. For sure. Go for it, bro. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I mean, we have, like, 45 minutes. Oh, yeah, just let me know. So it's up to I you. I hope I didn't bore you or anything like that. I am going. Okay, I'm, sweet. I, the brain pills are working, okay, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, good deal, good deal. Uh, <laughs> those yeah. are not drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Supplements. <laughs> Supplements yeah. on Alpha Brain, shout out. But, uh, Anyways. No, like, uh, how do I put it? Uh, <laughs> it's just, like... The, you can't back out. Like, you have to commit further, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you could do underhanded activities, right? Like, with mm-hmm. intelligence a- uh, agencies, assassinations, etc., right? But we usually try to stay away from that because of the risk, right? Like, uh, we don't do it uh, because of the massive amount of fault that can happen. But we've done it before. Like, we did in Europe a lot for mm-hmm. a while. Like, uh, 
uh, you should look into something called the Years of Lead later on. I'll send you an email about it. But in Italy, we were like sponsoring a uh, far right party because the Italian government was um, uh, getting really close with the Palestinian Liberation Organization, mm. uh, which would not be good for our friends in Israel. Mm-hmm. We were trying to grow uh, very close ties to so we could get a, st- a foot in the door for the Middle East. Well, I mean, what do you think about the Israel-Palestine situation? Um, I, I think the Palestinians are going to lose. Yeah, I think that it's pretty much. I think it's pretty much. <laughs> I forgot right. right and wrong is not a problem. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, who do I empathize with the most? I mean, like, I don't know how you would solve this situation while not, you know, stepping on the Palestinians or making well, the Israelis yeah, yeah, a minority gonna, in their own country. Someone's got to lose, right? Like, uh, I think that um, the, the Palestinians are in this like really bad situation right now where. Um, the first off, all political branches of the Palestinian uh, government, right, as well as like parties, have always been militant ones, mm-hmm. right. Uh, in large part, you know, like for example, with Hamas and uh, Hezbollah, or sorry, with uh, Hamas and the Fatah, um, with these groups in particular, um, these were like uh, just like funded by the, the Israeli government, mm. so they could be like a. Uh, like a, the like, terrorist groups were funded by the Israelis. Uh, Hamas, yeah. I thought they were funded by the uh, Iranians. No, that's Hezbollah. Okay. And Hamas gets some, yeah. So, so they're funded by both. Correct. So like, I'll explain to you what, what happened. What the fuck? So <laughs> there used to be this thing called the Palestinian Liberation Organization. It was uh, like the OG Palestinian political group. Before right? Palestine was cool. Uh, yeah, pretty much right. Like they, they were like uh, you know they did a lot of terrorism and stuff like that, right? Um, but uh, <laughs> not cool. Uh, not not good yeah. <laughs> if for the federal government listening please do not revoke my terrorist nazi time approved yeah, we, we, we are trying to get security clearances please yes yeah. but um what is it um so the palestinian liberation organization is a really big thorn in the side of israel right mm-hmm. um but then some like peace deals get signed uh like for example the most notorious one was egypt signed a peace deal for the palestinians because the palestinians didn't show up to the meeting because they were refusing to do so mm-hmm. so um it was anwar sadat of egypt who came in and signed it for them this was after nasser and um then basically that made them have to step to the table so then they did i think it was in the camp david accords Mm -hmm. uh where then they signed more agreements so basically then uh this like little like piece of the palestinian territories actually recognized and developed right Mm -hmm. um like kind of uh they're like an autonomous zone type of thing so the israelis realized that we need to expand the territory and we need to really play ball here right so how are we going to do that okay well Currently, there's a group that's uh, an Islamist party. It's not communist, like the Palestinian Liberation Organization. What if we finance them so that we could uh, hurt the uh, political credibility on the world stage so much so that um, we can make it so we could have an easier uh, time expanding into the Palestinian territories? So what they did was they, uh, when these two groups started to uh, clash with each other, they funded Hamas. Mm. Um, and as a result of that, um, Hamas won. Uh, they, they won in that whole civil war and fought the uh, in Gaza was completely destroyed. So now Hamas is one of the most popular groups there uh, in the West Bank, the other part of the Israeli ter- or the Palestinian territories. Uh, it's basically like a de facto government of Fatah. Um, but if they do elections that are like actually OG, like real, real, legitimate, 
it'll be Hamas because Hamas is just so popular. Whereas if you live in Gaza, Hamas is extremely unpopular and are also ruling by de facto dictatorship rule, right? So the, the Israelis kind of figured out a way to um, completely delegitimize uh, the I, Palestinian I, movements. I think I missed something. Why does Gaza not like Hamas? Uh, because they're repressive. Uh, they're like... Uh, really bad and they cause all the bombings like um, because they, they're like Islamic uh, like fundamentalists or like no I don't, I don't think it's that it's that they like like launch missiles out of like public streets and then the Israelis like just blow the shit out of it uh, uh, so they're causing problems for sure. Gaza but yeah. they're not probably causing problems for the West Bank well because the they, they're they not causing problems because they're not there but if they were able to actually have a real deal election they would be voted in that's like the thing uh-huh. it's like um, how do I put it like uh it's like people who like fanaticize about resistance and war, but have never been a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. While Gaza is in that stage, right? Yeah, so, they're like, we don't want yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, like the, the West Bank obviously sees repression from the Israeli government, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, it does not see it as much as Gaza. Like Gaza is literally like, I mean, I think the le- the liberals and leftists are kind of right on this. It is like an open air prison, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like a real deal bad news thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, as a result, people are just absolutely fucking miserable so what would you say like if israel just incorporated palestine into it what, like how uh, i think the palestinians are fucked i mean like i think it's very clear that the israelis have shown their resolve and like what their <laughs> main goal is right mm-hmm. extend the jewish territories uh promote but also destroy jewish settlements in these areas mm-hmm. stir up trouble by going into the temple mount and uh you know, eventually with the goal to completely take over Palestine. I, I don't think that they're this fully defensive army at all. No, I, and kick out all the Arabs in those territories? Because what I had heard, and this is sort of in the ether, was that if they allowed Palestinians to vote as Israeli citizens, then they would be, the Israelis I, yeah. would be the minority. I don't think they'll be the minority necessarily. I just think that um, it will like fundamentally change politics at such a large level that it's uh, extremely inconvenient to do so. Mm. Um, I mean, it kind of takes away from the, the Jewish state if correct. now you have a Muslim component. Exactly. So, like, uh, and not just like a Muslim, it's more so like a race, ethnicity thing. It's like a, mm. an Arab thing. Like, Arabs versus Jews. You, exactly. Like, you know, you could be an Arab Jew, but you're still a Jew first before you're an Arab, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you could be Masrahim, and then, you know, or uh, Sephardi could be Turkish, right? So, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Uh, basically, I guess what I'm getting at is uh, I don't think it's going to be too well for Palestinians. I think that it's going to be pretty bad news. So, it sounds like, like you are in favor of defense spending. Oh, yeah. So, so the ideas of defense spending and homeland security from before in your Republican days are still yeah. through line, yeah, even until now. The thing that changed was the domestic stuff. I also, so what, I also okay. realize that the Republicans kind of do a lot of cuts to defense as well, which is kind of crazy. Really? Because I just mean that they're the double like, money party. It's like homeland security is just like insane. Like, if anything, we vote for more defense than anything else. That is news to, I think, uh, the, the entire country. The, 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 Democrats, <laughs> like, the only Democrat I can think of, and he's not even a Democrat, he's an independent, is Senator Sanders. Uh, mm. You know, he's someone that's, uh, what's the word for it? Um, you know, he's like a socialist or whatever. Mm. Uh, so... Uh, he he of course is like against all like the major defensive uh, spending and stuff like that. Do you like Bernie Sanders? I, you know, I, I kind of have like a complicated relationship with him. Um, I, I admire kind of this like geist he has and where like he believes in a lot of the the government stuff that I believe in, but I don't believe in his like uh, a lot of his like stuff on markets. I'm like really mm. skeptical of it. Uh, what I will say is I think Republicans give him a bad rep. Uh, because uh, he's not as like socialist as people make him out to be. He's like kind of like yeah. a, he's like a European liberal. Uh, yeah, everybody I've heard says he's like die socialist. Yeah, no, like, no, he voted for the crime bill, dog. Like, <laughs> what is that? Ian? 
What? Sorry. The crime bill. Oh, uh, that was the one that uh, started mass incarceration and like uh, <laughs> stop and frisk. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so. so what? Like, um. Yeah, there's like a there's a meme where it's like, man, fuck this bill, votes for it or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's real. It's like, so what, I mean, what do you th- like domestically? Then you are for raising taxes. You are for are you for a public option for healthcare? Are you or you mean for oh, like of course yeah um, like I would government? Probably be, I'd probably be for to see how it works first. Would probably be public option, um, but I would also like like kind of like the the British NHS system a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would ultimately like to see it be a like. I a, mean, don't they have problems with paying their doctors? Uh, in, the, in the NHS, mm-hmm. yeah, they do. Yeah, uh, it's just a result of them being a declining economy. What happened to the British Empire, right? I mean, yeah, but aren't they still pretty rich? I mean, that's isn't it for being no, like a tax haven yeah. and being like highly financialized or some shit like that. But yeah. like, shouldn't that isn't that government that stuff taxed? Or I guess if they're tax haven, you're not no, taxed. No, they're not. No, it's, it's um, London is rich. Have you ever seen like how bad the poverty disparity is? No. So if you removed London from the British equation, the entire country would be as poor as Mississippi. Really? Yeah. I mean, it is still surprising me. And I'm like, they're just that, and they're the what top five richest countries or some shit like that. It's it's like insane. Okay. Uh, and by the way, they, uh, they don't really get to see that money all the time. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I've heard it's like locked away in like Russians, like empty, like a, you like know, or apartments. Montenegrin or uh, what's the word for it? Um, Cayman Islands. Yeah, Cayman Islands are the uh, Monaco. Hmm. Yeah, like stuff like that, right? So, so what is? Um, I mean, you said you don't like billionaires at the beginning. Yeah, I don't. Um, so I, you're very much yeah. like, because I'm trying to get an idea of what, because I don't, at least as I know Democrats, you aren't a Democrat. I don't know what you would be. Maybe I don't know my Democrats politics, correctly. My politics are very much so like that of uh, like Lyndon B. Johnson. You're like something I've never seen before. Yeah. It, well, a because, new species or an old species that's died off and is coming back. I say the quiet part out loud. Mm. That's the that's the difference. I know, but why did the De- Democrats? I think would get a lot more votes if they didn't say all their stupid shit and like well, uh, she it, they like hey talk about the part where we want to be number one. Again. Look, like I, I think well, I mean, there's a reason why we're winning right right now, uh, and it's because that we are moving away from ideology and towards practicality. Right, mm-hmm. that's like our big thing going on right now. Like for example, how often have you heard the Democrats talk about trans issues in relation or in comparison to that during the Trump presidency? I think yeah, it's, it's gone significantly up. less, yeah. right? Yeah. I thought it's gone up. Trans issues have gone up. No, 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 no. The Democratic Party talking about trans issues. I mean, I, I don't listen directly to them. I just listen to just the when, people. When's you know the last I mean? time you've seen Congress uh, whine and cry about like um, uh, cultural policy? Uh, do you think it was more during the Trump presidency, or do you think it was more after it? Honestly, I don't pay close enough attention. To so say. I'll give, so you, I'll like give if, you the answer. If, yeah, 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 you, yeah. I, <laughs> the, the answer is is that we are becoming practical, right? We realized that the big mistake we made during the Obama years, right, is we were riding on this ideological high, right, and saying we are the better party, mm. we're the more moral one, right. And the reality was is that that allowed us to think people like Hillary could win. Right, mm-hmm. um, and it made us like completely, just absolutely underestimate Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ran a lame duck, uh, and then we like said that this guy couldn't get it done whatsoever. Right, mm-hmm. debates come around, and then you know he says that iconic line that you'd be in jail, yeah. and then poll numbers plummet. Right, so yeah, like it, 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 we've moved beyond 
that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because we finally realized that the reason why we lost so much um, after Linda B. Johnson was because of this ideological commitment that happened after the Civil Rights Act, right? Uh, we are going to go back to practical policy and policy that does benefit like sexual minorities, like trans people and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but we're not going to approach it from an ideological basis. We're going to approach it from a practical one. So we're going to th make things that first get us votes, right? So health care, uh, social welfare reform, uh, like uh, ta child tax credits. That's something we stole from the Republicans, mm -hmm. right? And then after that, we're going to start, uh, you know, like trying to get like uh, things for sexual minorities, racial minorities, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're gonna make it so it's tolerable to the electorate, right? Yeah, I almost don't want to go down the trans rabbit hole just because, like, personally, I think it's sort of a red herring issue that's not I, that important compared to everything else going on. They're a minority on. of a minority, right? My thing is that I think they have the right to be getting, like, get the treatment they deserve. And yeah, that's about it, right? My only gripe is just children. I don't think it should be yeah, done with children. For me, so like, my position on it is, I think that um, consultation just to see if you do have gender dysphoria should mm. start at like 16 mm. right and there should be probably around like a six to eight step process to actually fully get mm. it right uh and then finally uh, one of those uh, being a state entity right mm. uh, that exists within it mm. um i'm you know this view is subject to change i could probably I'm just, i've spoken to some trans people about it and uh they've kind of given me the impression that the main thing that all that matters right now is people that are over 18 being able to get treatment and i'm like fully in, in favor mm. of it i'm fine with the state paying for it because i don't believe it to be a cosmetic surgery right mm. uh, this is something that is life or death for a lot of these people mm. right i'm sure you've seen the statistics right like, i mean I've, i haven't looked at the statistics specifically yeah. i know that a lot of people say that if they don't get the care then they then they commit suicide but yeah. i've also heard a lot of people that there are high rates of suicide after care as well uh so there's high rates of uh, suicide after um physical care uh so like uh, or uh physical surgery surgeries yeah. yeah i'm not talking about a hormone replacement hormone replacement uh stark decrease yeah that's curious yeah. i you know because i haven't looked into the information a lot unfortunately well i think it's you know especially for people who don't really want to hear it they just put it all into one big bucket yeah and you know it's either either somebody has a bunch of surgeries done to it that i have to pay for or it's somebody who's making me call him a girl when it's just a dude walking around yeah. and it's like neither of those i think are agreeable really yeah. um when it comes to uh people like the government paying for gender affirming care that one i you know i would have to think about that a little yeah. bit more i understand you know okay if, if it is considered like mental health care i know there is a lot of mental health care for people yeah. who have you know like bipolar disorder or schizophrenic stuff like that exactly so if you know if the effect is preventing suicides mm -hmm. then you know i think it's good yeah i think where i'm apprehensive is just the over application of it especially with the, like the lax vetting product process yeah. um i'm just very opposed to allowing children children especially but even adults i think there is a risk of people thinking it's a solution to their problems and then nobody actually figuring out what the problem is and making sure that it's the right choice mm -hmm. and then they go through with it and now they're stuck with a decision that wasn't you know it wasn't the proper well, the, care for them the good news is is that the majority of hrt uh, treatment is actually really reversible right but granted mm -hmm. we just shouldn't start right like like yeah. with a kid that you know uh, doesn't yeah. need it right uh, it, i'm afraid of like you brought up like the opioid crisis with dope sick mm. something that really resonates with me and like i was kind of like a victim of was um the ssri epidemic right mm. uh i had like minor depressive episodes uh, after scouts um 
it was like Camp Flaming Arrow and like uh, really I, yeah I like uh, I just got like traumatized I don't know what happened I, I guess I was like super super homesick and it just really fucked with me mm-hmm. and then yeah like they, they put me on SSRIs yeah. right? and it was just a one step process of going to a psychiatrist and being pre- uh, prescribed it right mm-hmm. that's happened to so many other, other Americans so I'm afraid of stuff like that happening right yeah um, because first off it's unnecessary medical expenditure, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I think, um, yeah, like uh, I think. <laughs> First of all, it's not economically viable. Yeah, yeah. It's, we're wasting money on it. Thank That's you. bad. <laughs> Thank you. Like, like families shouldn't do it. It's like the same way I feel about chiropractors. Like, I don't think they should be illegal and stuff like yeah. that. But like, in uh, uh, the second off, right? Like, you know, it's a serious decision that doesn't necessarily have medical implications, but has extremely social implications. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you are a trans person, you and I can both agree you are discriminated against. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just there's nothing about it. Like, you're and, and furthermore. Uh, your likelihood of being attacked just for being who you are is significantly higher than any mm-hmm. other person, right? Um, so, yeah, it's like, you know, it's something that I'm a little bit skeptical for for um, young people, like children and stuff like that. But I think the zeitgeist is the very much, oh, you want to make all our kids trans, you want to spend all our money on making kids trans, or, like, it's very much like, I think the, the Democrat image is you know we're support anybody and anything they want to be and it's like we, well there should be a, like there's no criticism of it where it's like there might be an over prescription so, of uh you know what is gender affirming healthcare leftists are different from social democrats and liberals right like, i i think in the in the zeitgeist there it is a or b republican I, or democrat I, I really don't think so the well sorry yeah in the zeitgeist you're absolutely right yeah. the real the real picture though is that uh i'm going to legislate against conservative media what conservative media does is it judges a population by the bottom of the barrel not by the leaders right that's like the, the couldn't you say the same for democratic of course media? yeah okay. of course i mean like, I just yeah, yeah. just to be because yeah, yeah, like, i agree there should be a lot more yeah, discernment yeah, yeah, between the two parties yeah. if anything like Additional parties, yeah. Today. Um, I but it's never gonna happen. Yeah, but uh, just have caucuses. Like that's the best way to do it. Like I guess I. Uh, e- I look. It, I, I I haven't thought about it enough. I, I guess to, or understand like, like the differences with. I'm like technically a member of a third party, right? Mm. Um, but I don't really do anything with them because they don't do anything, right? Well, so you actually mentioned uh, when I saw you most recently, you were like, "Oh, we got to get the progressives out." And yes. It, uh, what was it? The liberals in or something else yes. in? Yes. And it's like, you know, this internal conflict is not seen by the right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it is. You are all progressives. You are all communists. Oh, no, yeah. No, Nancy Pelosi like personally threatened AOC one time, and you could see it on video in Congress. Mm. Yeah, like she told her, "We will get you unelected in the next election," and uh, AOC. Because when she was an upset, was she then, like? And then she, she she peaced out. She like chilled out. Mm. Yeah. Same thing with Elon Omar. Remember all those Israel comments that she made? All no. about the Benjamins? No. Yeah, she made like this comment that was, you know, it was perceived as anti Semitic. It is anti Semitic, whatever, right? Uh, and then the Democratic Party basically, I think, sat her down and said, we're going to really fuck with you if you keep doing this. Um, and, I mean, dude, that's party control right there. That's good. Like, that's, yeah. that's like real deal party. Like, I say, I don't know that it's good that it's a non-government entity controlling what they say. Well, it's, I mean, that's the way parties work, right? Like, it, it sorry. So, Americans kind of like, like the quote, uh, George Washington about, you know, all no, right, political, no party. political party, yeah. whatever, right? Uh, George didn't understand. Like, I, I'm sorry, right? I don't want to, like, tell, tell one of the founding fathers. You're talking trash on right? George right now? But... <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Uh, let's do it in 20. All right. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, what is it? Let me think of it. Um, where were we? Oh, so George Washington, I think, was a little bit wrong in regards to. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be good. Uh, George Washington was a little bit wrong in regards to the political party thing, right? Mm. To really get political change out the door, it requires like kind of political parties, uh, aside from like an independence movement. Which, by the way, the independence movement, it mm. was a like basically a political party, right? Like. Mm. Uh, there's nothing to really like uh, distinguish that. Like I'm sure you've seen the join or die stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's it's a real deal thing. So parties are going to naturally develop in democracy. I heard right? it was like only a third of the people actually wanted a revolution. Yeah, and then the well, that's like all revolutions. Like you have like the uh, people that don't partake, and then you have the people that uh, are counter, like uh, collaborationists mm-hmm. and stuff like that, or uh, collaborators. So um, loyalists. Yeah, loyalists. Exactly. So I think that. Um, he was wrong in that regard because he just, like he was back then, he just didn't understand that parties naturally arise in democracies because not, not many democracies existed yet in like the rest of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like the French Revolution had just happened. Uh, I think the only one that I can really think of is like the British Parliament, right? Mm-hmm. And even then they were like the House of Lords that existed and actively like screwed everything over uh, because they were like only the top of the top uh, civilization. I think you could like buy seats back then or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so... What I'm getting at here is this: like, these are things that naturally happen, and parties need to regulate themselves, and they need to like um, actively uh, make sure that they're serving the majority of the people that are there, right? Mm. And the thing is, is that AOC wasn't really even serving her own electorate as a representative, right? She had a lot of personal vindiction uh, with a lot of stuff that she was actively doing, mm-hmm. right? Like her electorate wasn't asking her to go crazy over the Israeli-Palestine conflict, right? Mm. They weren't asking her to go crazy over the LGBT stuff, right? Mm. It was like, uh, you know, regular city New Yorkers, many of which are just like poor working class people that said, hey, I just want better social welfare. I just want the ability to like get more care from the government. Uh, I want more employment opportunities, right? Et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm. And furthermore, I don't want stuff like Amazon facilities coming into New York. If you remember that when she cut that, I don't want these things coming in to just destroy all the local businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's what Amazon uh, facilities do. Like they mm-hmm. just destroy everything, and in terms of competition, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like uh, the, the parties need to regulate themselves. That's like the way I see it. And when you have these people that speak out, this is the thing Republicans messed up on. They did not do it good enough, right? And they're paying the price for it now, right? Mm-hmm. The, I'm sure you could agree. The Republican Party is in a lot of uh, problems right now in terms of unity. Would you agree? I mean, yes and no. I think like it's sort of like the Republican Party versus like I guess, for lack of a better term, the Trump Party, from what I can tell. And then obviously there they, are like far right people who yeah. are, you yeah. know, I mean, they want just fascism and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. But I think a lot of them are kind of fans of Trump, anyways. Yeah, so they're so, they're looped in, but they're like they, by proxy mob. Yeah. yeah, but I think also like if you look at some of the other candidates, like if you look at DeSantis. And sort of the representative for non-Trump Republicans, mm-hmm. there is just a lot of like just disconnect. I mean, that might more just be a problem with DeSantis and mm-hmm. his campaign, but like the fact that like he's emphasizing like oh the woke media and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's the same thing as like it's like we don't give a shit about we're worried about like jobs yeah. and money, yeah. and he's talking about social things. I think it's similar, I guess, to like what the Democrats did is like. You know, if you're talking too much about social issues, people don't want to hear it. They exactly. want to just hear. They want economic from, agenda. Yeah. yeah. They want money. They don't want. It's it, it's just like international morals. Morality doesn't fucking matter. No. Give me money or shut yeah, the fuck up. Exactly. Like, 
what is it that there's like a lot of theories on why the Civil Rights Act was passed, right? Like, uh, for example, a lot of people think it's because of like the good hearted liberal stuff. And, you know, listen, right? It, this goes to international stuff too. Politicians like can make personal decisions and have their own personal beliefs and like make policy, right? Mm. It's just that the majority of the time, right? They are still like acting as like you know agents of the state, right? And they are acting as these uh, people that pass legislation. And the the general rule of thumb with like a lot of the uh, <laughs> a lot of the Civil Rights Act, uh, the reason why we gave like uh, black people the right to vote and stuff like that was because we were afraid of armed armed insurrection and stuff like that and like communist parties like developing in those communities mm-hmm. and stuff like that because we saw it happening so yeah like it's it's never this like uh, happy-go-lucky stuff that you see on tv right it's uh uh-huh. it's how do we pr- protect the country how do we preserve the nation because remember rights are not given they are fought for and all those guys that went into selma alabama and got their ass beat by the police definitely fought for it and then also like martin luther king said it's either i or the alternative right the alternative being people like malcolm x mm-hmm. so Look, you know, like the the threat of violence is also something that exists to like encourage legislators. It's just <laughs> makes you think. Yeah, it's like if you want something to happen, you you can't rely on the good faith of anything or yeah. the people rising up, blah blah, or like kind of the people rising up. But it's like if you want something to happen, you need to organize people Correct. and basically make it so it's like, all right, if you don't do this, there's going to be consequences. Politics is about power and power only. Right, it's about wielding power for maybe the people you care about, right, or the interests that you have. But it is always about power. There's nothing else about it. Right? What, what would you say about like people who think that you know, with all the corruption in Congress, all the insider trading, all it's the lobbyism go. or lobbyists, is no. that like? Because I remember hearing, I think it was James Madison who said something about the Electoral College of like, it is there to control the madness of the so mob. The, the tyranny of the majority yeah. doesn't occur. Uh, I, I disagree with the Electoral College, but I agree with uh, limiting or just outright banning uh, insider tra- or like training uh, trading for our senators. I think it poses a great threat to the but, nation. I mean, I'm, I'm asking like, how much do you think the current problem with Congress is that people don't understand that they're doing what's best for people versus them just being a bunch of greedy assholes? Uh, I think that people don't understand. I think that's like the main issue. Uh, or rather, sorry, they don't pay attention to it fully and they don't really recognize when they're getting screwed, right? Uh, look, I'll be real with you, okay? Like, I think it's statistically proven that uh, Democrats have like a higher news literacy than that of Republicans. You could, you know, look at those stats if you want. I think it's, it's like if you're a college graduate, you're far more likely to, to be, be a Democrat. liberal, yeah, yeah so or like, Democrat. Rather, like, yeah. you know, we, I think we have significantly more control over the party in that regard. The thing Republicans suffer is that I, a lot of Republicans don't know what their party's actually doing. Like. Um, if I asked a Republican what's uh, like major economic agenda that the Trump administration did, a lot of them would say, "Oh, you know, like I don't really know, like a tax credit, right?" Like, I think they have the tax cuts. Yeah, is their biggest. Which ones? Though? Yeah, it wasn't yeah, there like yeah. a broad tax cut, and then like the simplification of the tax forms. There, there was the simplification of the tax forms, but there's no like a massive one cut, right? There was hmm. uh, an executive order, right, that came through, um, but. That it's just hard to name because that the amount of connection that the Republican Party actually has to their constituents is pretty like uh, abysmal. Like the way they win elections is through culture war, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which you know the Republicans are winning, right? But uh, like we see with DeSantis and like what you said, I mean, if you don't have economic agenda, people aren't going to vote you in, right? 
Where, where, because you seem very informed, where do people go to know what the fuck is actually going on? Not CNN, not Fox, but like, are you, know, you watching I, I, C-SPAN? Or, you know, uh, what Twitter, the fuck are you? Dude. Yeah, I'm not even joking. Twitter, like, it's not... just looking at people being like, I passed this bill today, this does this, this, and then you, do you read bills? Yeah. Like, what do you? Yeah, news aggregators, these news aggregators that just uh, show, um, like, headlines, Mm-hmm. for like things that are actually happening try to find one that's a little more centrist uh, and then after that uh, you can like follow like a variety of content creators as well to like get your own opinion out of the news that you see mm-hmm. but I mean the, I'll be real like the people aren't going to really figure it out unless they're interested in it mm-hmm. so like I, I don't like I don't believe in this whole like media literacy thing improving because it only improves with people that actually care well I think I've I don't know that it's not that people don't care, but it's kind of like, what is the easiest option? I think people don't care. I think they're disillusioned with this country. And I think that they like, they've lost a lot of trust and they think our country's going to fall in the civil war and stuff like that. But that's what I'm saying is like, part of it is they're eating junk food media. Yeah. What, where do they get the vegetables? Oh, where, where do they get the it? vegetables? Yeah, the yeah. vegetables of like, Trump did this, Biden did this. Yeah, not like, Trump said this, not Biden fell. Yeah, you can, what did they do? What does it mean? I think news aggregators are the best uh, the best medium. And you're never going to get rid of bias, but at least you can find something that shows some of it. And then I, I think being in like chat rooms or like on forums uh, that, uh, you know, have form of moderation or another um, can allow you to like uh, contest your ideas and like uh, see if they can survive in a debate right does participating in the party like you you are a member of not like party club but you know what I mean yeah, like the yeah. d- does that help at all or what does that do for somebody I think it makes you more committed to your ideas in some way or or not I mean like I mean does it inform you what do you get out of no, it I, what do I get out of it yeah I get personal satisfaction I, I feel happy that I do what I do but what do you uh, I mean what do you do career. not uh, like you feel good or stuff banks, like that like yeah uh, like uh, calling random people showing up door to door um, trying to organize fundraising etc etc yeah. okay so you are the boots on the ground you are the door knockers yeah, you are the, I'm trying to circumvent it right now you are the fingers of the party fingering yeah, the people correct yeah every single way <laughs> every way hell yeah <laughs> yeah so it's just I don't know like um, I feel as if that the, the big thing is just uh I, individual involvement doesn't really get you like that, right? Mm. But what I do say is that if you do have big opinions, you should probably try to get involved in government. Yeah, mm. like uh, if like these are things that like live in your mind and you, th- if you think politically all the time, then yeah, like you know if it's rent free in your head, then pay the rent. Like <laughs> I mean, it's the avenue that's the question is like is law school necessary or how do no. you? Uh, I, it's you don't need to do that. I mean, I um, think needing understanding what the fuck is going on with the law, how to write the law, how to read the law. You don't need to go to law school for that. Like, I don't even need to get to go to political. Like, I I already knew how to like eat media up, right? It's just that I was like I had like certain parts of ideology that limited me from like fully uh, getting involved in stuff like this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I was more interested in the conversations rather mm-hmm. than like stuff that. Uh, I could like really like you know throw around so Mm. that was like my big thing i i was like superficial and then it became real you know what i mean Mm. so yeah but anyway i think we're gonna have to uh, yeah do you have any uh closing thoughts you want to tell the people um glory to the united states government uh and the united states people Uh, the democratic party is a party of the people an army of the people and uh you should vote for uh, joe biden in 2024 uh i'm trying to think what else um 
yeah, that's probably about it. All glory to God. All yeah. right. Sounds Sweet. great. All right. Thank you guys for joining us again. Kiss, kiss, love, love, and we'll see you here next time. See you soon.